hello and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner and I'm here with Sean Bell. Hi. With Matt Murray. Hello. With James Farley. Hello. Hello, guys. You're hello. right. Yeah. How are we feeling this week? Feeling good. I thought we'd just have a little slow ease into the podcast this week. Just well, everyone, little... everyone used to like it when we talked about our private lives in excruciating detail at the start. Oh, do you remember when I talked about my driving test and getting car insurance? All right, okay, what have you been playing, Matt? <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's a good point, actually. You're just bringing back floods of boring chat, like all the memories of just sitting there going, well, actually, I went to the shops and I was angry that a woman was in there. But there you go. Uh, <laughs> actually, that sounded worse than it was meant to be. That's where my brain went. Sorry about that. It was also different back then. Women. It was. It was a different time, wasn't yeah, it? It was. And now we're all friends. Um, Matt, yeah. should we go through follow-up? What we got? Absolutely. Um, well, I, I guess um, one of the biggest things of the week is that we finally got a new server sorted for the podcast. And now people can actually download the show within a day. Uh, it, it's quite amazing. So, so uh, Sean, tell me about this car insurance. Are we really? <laughs> are we really going to be talking about how quickly the show downloaded last? What do you want? No, of course not. I just thought I better mention it. Here's here's a question that I thought about just before we started. So. We've all chipped in for this new server. Is it going to be hosting uh, Interface? <laughs> no, because Squareface is quicker than the server. Yeah, we, we've got <laughs> our own. Okay, fine. Got own you got your own one. Good. Out, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. If if Interface started just popping onto that server, I'd be kind of like, how would you feel, Sean? Because I know what those two think. They wouldn't give a shit. Uh, but I'd what, be all right how would with you it feel? if I can uh, start putting Midnight Resistance on it and save a few quid. Yeah, why? <laughs> why? Yeah, Matt, Matt, why didn't uh, we should save this for on his face? <laughs> <laughs> No, go on. Go on. No, no one's going to hear it if you say it in the face. What were you going to say? No, I'm just wondering, why, why didn't we do that, Matt? Why, why are we paying for our own? Quicker and better. Next, um, in <laughs> but also, also, it wouldn't just be you paying, would it? It'd be us two paying for interface. That makes more sense, you know. <laughs> no, it doesn't. If there's one thing I don't want to pay Support for, it's fucking in the face. Show. That's what needs to be done. The sister show. Sorry, Matt. Come on. Um, Matt yeah. hates it when we talk about it in the face on this show. He really goes inside himself. I'm sick of, oh, I'm sick of all the downloads. I don't want him to go even higher. Um, well, someone... please, don't, please don't mention the fact that we've removed the theme tune. Please Pl- don't talk about that. Please, please like and subscribe. Um, who? Uh, which one of you added sharing on PS4 to follow up? Oh, that was me because um, I got a few messages in the week. We We had a what I thought was an interesting conversation about sharing uh, content on the PS4 versus Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Andy Hamilton sent me a text after he listened to it and said, actually, you know how you can instantly upload to your activity feed? That's coming in a future update for the PlayStation, which is brilliant, which mm-hmm. I'm very, very excited for. Someone else turned around and said, oh, you can change it so that you just record the last 30 seconds, same as Xbox, um, which is a totally fair point, and I get that. The problem is um, that it doesn't auto-upload as well, so there's still that, although that's better, and I will be changing mine, you, you still don't get that, that instant sort of mm. flinging your content out onto the internet that people can that people can read. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but no, but the changes that they're going to make to, by, by the looks of it, from what I read, that, Andy sent me the changes they're going to make to PlayStation because they're going to make it exactly how I want it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm excited by that. I'm, I, it's so easy for someone to overlook that and just think, oh, no, it's better the way we do it. But mm-hmm. no, they're adapting it to make it just as good as the Xbox One. So that's cool. On, uh, on PS4, I've actually changed my share button. So I think the default is that you press it once and it opens like a menu where it says, do you want to take a picture, stream or something else? I've changed it. So press it once and it takes a picture straight away. 
Yeah, that's yeah. what I've always which had is, mine uh, on. Which is a lot See, better. what I want to do is, uh, w- the perfect way for me would be to double tap share and that would instantly put the 30 seconds on, onto my, my feed. That's mm-hmm. what I want. And if you could do that, fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah. actually, it would probably be even better than Xbox because you don't have to bring in the sidebar. You could just double tap that and then you know that it's up there. Yeah. That'd be yeah. cool. I, if that happened, I'll, so I'll we'll be see, sharing We'll much, see when the update more. comes out. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. I'd be just sharing a hell of a lot more. Hell yeah. Um, uh, CSI... Uh, uh, Chris Brown, CS87, he, he mentioned the fact that he quite enjoyed uh, Dave talking about Skate 4 definitely, definitely being announced. Obviously, this also dripped up other podcasts. Uh, minutes yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I text you guys like the day afterwards after like EA said, it's definitely not, like we can confirm it's not being worked on. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, for fuck's sake, we were just, <laughs> like, we were sat just saying that it was definitely, but there you go. I mean, I went so, with the info that was put in front of me. What was all that about? Was he just... Was he just being mean? Is that it's like the spirit of the times yeah. or something? You know, I forget the actual reasoning behind it, but I remember hearing his reason and thinking, actually, yeah, that's that sounds pretty. You know, like something someone would do naturally. Actually, I don't understand. <laughs> well, I do kind of. Basically, he was making a joke about games that he'd want to see soon or something. Okay. He was. It, actually, it was no, said no, in a sorry, joke. He I, said I, um, someone in a gaming press said actually this guy. I think it might be Jeff Gersman from Giant Bomb. He said this guy's been doing it on his Facebook for for, for years. Like you know, because I, I guess everyone's like friends with him on Facebook, so, so they see this. So he's been doing it for ages on there. So. I guess he decided to take it to Twitter, but apparently yeah, he's, he's maybe maybe it was like an on like it was a long running joke of him just like hashtag skate four like you know you know mm. as you do as anyone does really you know as you um, do when you're EA community manager and everyone's no I, don't, I, I genuinely game. I I can't hold that against him I mean it, it, it was probably a silly thing to do but you can't whatever. imagine if Gabe Newell said like hashtag Half Life three you can, yeah, oh, you can't right. do that yes you can. Who gives a fuck? What, what's the problem? What, what, come on, Matt. Why, right, do a, you think you should have been fired? No, of course not. I never what, said what that. Then? It's just, uh, it's just very, very weird. It's just very strange <laughs> behaviour. <laughs> well, actually, I, I, who cares? I think, I, I think it was quite a funny thing to do. It certainly got us excited. I mean, surely they will be coming. I know they said that their like financial uh, call that it wasn't coming, but come on, it has to be coming now. I love the I love it's, the it's way I love bluff. the way that people people try and look for the conspiracy everywhere. Oh, you you know he blatantly put that out to test the waters and the reaction of the market and see <laughs> how many. No, he didn't. Utter bollocks. They're going to turn around and say mm, post a tweet, and if it gets ten thousand retweets, we'll we'll develop the game. No, they won't. It's a fucking it's a little bubble of people on the on I, um, fucking Twitter. But it's, I got it's, some it's guy nice who tweeted at me the other day uh, saying, oh, because uh, he, he liked a tweet I did from 2012 uh, saying that frequency was good or amplitude. Why don't you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, and he like tweeted at me, like, oh, yeah, uh, sign this petition that we're doing to keep oh, yeah. amplitude alive. And it's like, mate, <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, so they're trying to, they're doing this petition to, I'm not even, it's like they, like a load of the communities like got a plan for how to market Amplitude properly and Brilliant. how to, and what, and how the DLC should work. And it's like, yeah, loads of us have put loads of work into this and we just know that if Harmonix would be willing to do it, like Amplitude would be really successful. It's like, mate, Frequency and Amplitude is very good games, really good series. It's never done well. 
Like, like the first two Sony funded because it's you know it just seemed like a cool sort of interesting flagship thing that they wanted on the PS2. It never sold. Like it never <laughs> never sold. <laughs> it's like me sending my starting eleven into Neil Harris at Millwall and saying, "No, no I've really thought about this." <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, but you're just some guy. Right? Yeah. I'm a guy that's been in football all my life. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I've really thought about this. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, yeah, when I when I looked at it, it was on twenty two signatures. So good luck, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else, Matt? Um, what well, uh, Luke Cage H four H is not happy with with James Farley. Um, what was that? He said, you put in the effort of leaving a positive Irish interview only to get mugged off by a miserable Farley. <laughs> Cheers for that. I was thinking about that. Right, Poor over Luke the, Cage. Um, I was thinking about that uh, ever since that show went out. And James, you really did fuck that up. No, no, no okay, look, okay. Because the thing is, right, is he actually tweeted at me after he'd finished listening to the show and apologised for that tweet because I did make sure that I read his, his the actual tweet at the end of the show. So it's fine. There's nothing to see also, here. Also, you missed out. You missed out the single best review from that. I'm struggling to find it now because um, I'm sort of tapping away on my thing. But there was Excuse a review me. that absolutely, uh, like, absolutely slayed me, and you totally missed it out. Um, let me see if I can find it. Um, see, the thing is, right, is that whole thing was just because Matt wanted to hear loads of people say nasty things about me. I was, I didn't, <laughs> not, not nasty, funny. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what you were up to. So I didn't was, particularly want to read them. You know, it was, it was it was it was someone called Slint Eastwood, which is an amazing <laughs> username anyway. <laughs> and it says uh, they don't discuss ethnic or gender politics nearly enough. One of them, Jimmy, has, has his head screwed on, but the Cockney one is all in, always calling people nonces for some reason. <laughs> they are joined by a hippie man who seems to be stoned all the time and who I always who I always going on I'm assuming that's is who is always going on about vibes and another man who just talks about stuff he has spent his money on because he is posh <laughs> still worth listening for Jimmy who talks good sense and the others who are funny <laughs> <laughs> you see when I when I read that I was like okay the hippie man that that's probably Matt and then oh no what <laughs> <laughs> How did you? How did you think that was Matt? You well, did come Matt's across all, as a Matt's bit always hippie-ish. like Matt's always pretty chill and he's really positive about everything. <laughs> did you hear him talk about Last Guardian last well, week? Well, apart from that, that was a, a breathtaking, <laughs> brave <Yeah>. character. But- <laughs> Do you know what I love? Do you remember the episode where Matt said, "I've never genuinely felt the feeling of anger before." <laughs> yeah, Matt. Yeah. I think episode forty-one. <laughs> Matt hit that it limit. Came about. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, cool. Anything else? I mean, the, the, the obviously bit of the other other big news on the week, obviously, is, is that we released the second version of last week's show, uh, one edited by our very own Adam Capone. Um, as and, and and this version is is available on obviously on iTunes if you haven't already downloaded it. And it's also available on our YouTube channel. Um, obviously, um, the, the 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 thought of Adam editing a podcast wasn't uh, wasn't favoured by everyone, uh, but some some people <laughs> loved it. Um, it, it. It always divides listeners, and uh, it's it's great to hear that. Um, Andy Palmer says, "I'm going to listen to it, and I'm hungover and alone tomorrow because I hate myself." Um, <laughs> so obviously not a fan. Uh, Nick Parton, a uh, big fan, two minutes in it, and it's already mental. Uh, Daily AFC, his mix of the last Joypod was a thing of sheer beauty and madness. Um, Michael H. Doody on Twitter, uh, less of a fan. I'm so glad you released a normal version as well. Uh, and Logins5, thanks for the warning, avoids. So, <laughs> well, so I, I, always, 
I'll tell you what Go I really on, loved James. about it was you know how it started off and it was kind of there was a there was a lot of stuff that he'd edited in there, but then for quite a long time nothing happens and it kind of lulls you into a full sense of security. <laughs> you, you think it's you know you kind of forget what you're listening to and then it all kicks off again. It's well, uh, it's like a lot. I I like how there are jokes in there that you would only get if you listen to Joypop from two thousand and seven. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> it's not. It wasn't. There was references that you wouldn't. The people that have listened to it from episode one of the computer game show would just. There was people in there that they've never heard before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and have no idea the relevance. Um, what I love is, is be, what I love is uh, is putting out a Capone Adam podcast and then getting a flourish of t- tweets. <laughs> text messages from chris chris fan <laughs> completely just like s- sort of angry but also trying <laughs> you know I mean? it's just funny how like, he just completely destroys that man's brain by, by just editing a podcast <laughs> fucking love it um there's something um, mo actually yeah. wanted us to release only the adam capone version <laughs> he said the adam capone yeah. mix is brilliant would have preferred it if they'd made everyone listen to it <laughs> so that was part I, of the fun of the joy pod ones wasn't it yeah. like, i was also... knowing that the only way to listen to the show is that and and there was one episode where Capone didn't like one of the stories, so he just played a Whitney Houston track really loud over the top of us talking. <laughs> <laughs> it was about I remember what it was about. It was about the do you remember Wobblegate for the PS4? The fact no. that if you push down one yeah, side, yeah. the the console wobbles. <laughs> we were talking about that, so he just played Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I, actually, I, I put a poll out because I was just interested uh, to find out who had actually heard. And seventeen percent of the people who responded actually it was it was their first time hearing Capone. So if you listen to last week's remix and you you're, you're confused, um, let us know. I've I've still fascinated. I always love hearing people hearing Capone for the first time. Just I, I want to know what her take is. So yeah, but, but yeah. Uh, please get in touch if it's the first time um, you've heard Capone. But if you want to tweet us any feedback or or anything we said right or wrong, um, for next week's show it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter, or you can email the Computer Game Show at gmail dot com. See, cool. I'll be I'll be honest. I mean, I, I was scared to listen to it before before I did, and <laughs> I didn't know what, what he was going to do. But that adding that um, you know the the music. Every time I speak, could, could you do that, David? Just to every time, because it sounds no, brilliant. I, I've not got the time or patience to do that. Um, I mean, I'd much rather just edit you out completely, uh, and just have replace your <laughs> replace every time you speak with someone. Just going, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> just like because that's all I hear anyway. So we might as well just put that out there. Uh, we passed the, we passed the uh, news section over to Sean. Sean, I hope you've done your work. I have. Uh, what right, have we got so this week? First up, PlayStation 4, new firmware, beta, um, which some people seem really excited about. Um, it adds uh, support for USB hard drives. Um, yeah, I, so I guess it's a big deal. Mad about this. Is this, is this I massive? Mean, yeah, I mean, it's pretty straightforward replacing the hard drive in a PS4. Unless, like me, you've also got some games on an American PSN account and you can't remember the login details for it. That was a laugh on Boxing Day. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so being able to just plug in a USB hard drive, I guess, is pretty cool and useful. Well, I mean, what I'm. Sorry. There's always that thing that people tend to have, like hard drives laying around usb hard drives anyway yeah right so and you can, and you that... can take out the one you've been using in your wii u all this time <laughs> put it in your ps4 yeah, exactly. now, so, that's, so that's something um it also adds uh you can just set images as your your wallpaper that's good um fine yeah um sean if, is this yeah? also the update that's adding stuff for ps4 for the for the pro 
because oh, is this? Uh, there's no mention. Are you talking about the boost mode? Yeah, because yeah, it's got like you know, it's supposed to enhance like even even if you're not playing on a 4K TV, it will also still improve stuff. Yeah, know, the, like, the boost okay. mode is coming in 4.5. I don't know what this what the, if this is 4.5 or not, but yeah, the boost mode is the 4.5 thing. Um, which would right, be really interesting okay. to see what that is. And this also, mm. um, this release also includes um, 3D Blu-ray support for PSVR, which I'm, I'm, I'm hearing great ah, things about. Shit. I have, don't actually. That's a own. fantastic idea. That yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I like yeah. that. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it, it's like the first proper update since uh, they sort of find like the first year they were rolling out new bits and pieces and it seemed like every other month we were getting a new feature that we were promised at E3, <laughs> mm. uh, but. By the end of that year, there's not been any major update. This seems like the biggest, right? Yeah, I mean, it feels like the biggest the, one in a while. The share stuff, the share stuff seat is the most exciting for me. Mm. Um, uh, at the moment, I'm still handling 500 gigs in my um, PS4, no problem. But knowing that I've got, because I've got a 500 gig hard drive in the drawer, like in my drawer, that I could mm. just slip in and then suddenly I've got one terabyte um, mm. uh, PS4, which is pretty cool. But. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the biggest update, so I can see why people are getting excited for it. Yeah. Yeah, this is also one where you can post status updates to your PlayStation Network feed, so you've got to imagine this is what uh, Andy was talking about. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, again, there's nothing more I, than... I don't. I love going onto my Xbox app and just looking at what my mates did the night before that they thought was cool and then slung up there. Um so to be able to do that on the PS4 as well is just brilliant because it's mm. just another app that I'll open constantly, so it's good. Um, okay, cool. What was, this, <clears throat> what was next? Uh, brief one, uh, pretty obvious by this point, but Project Giant Robot for the Wii U has been fucking cancelled. What is um, that? Did you what never see this? Exactly? Be, no, but what was it in anyway? <laughs> have, you, have you not seen the video about it? So this was um, this was at E3 2014. They first showed a demo of this at the you know when they're doing the treehouse um, things at E3. Right. And uh, basically, yeah, it was a game where you play as a giant robot, but it was all about using the Wii controller. So I think, like, the two sticks sort of represented your arms, but then you had to, like, do shit with, like, motion stuff with the controller. And it looked like a lot of fun. Um, but unsurprisingly, they are not going to be releasing it now because what's the point? Because um, this, was, this was one of two, wasn't it? Because there was Project Guard, which then became Star Fox Guard. Yeah. And then they um, probably so they obviously... figured out it's like, this is actually rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? It's it's one of those cancellations where you're like, oh man, but that looked really good. But Nintendo haven't, they don't cancel stuff for a laugh. Do you know what I mean? Like it was probably cancelled because it was bad. Um, so that's that's a shame. But you know, what are you gonna do? What uh, are you gonna do? Sorry. No, go on. So it turns out I I didn't know about this. There's a new version of what is called Battlefront Three Legacy. Which is, so you know that, so obviously we've got Star Wars Battlefront by DICE, and it's pretty good. But prior to that, there was supposed to be Battlefront 3 that was being made by, I believe, Rebellion. That's Free Radical, I thought. It was, it was, and then it was Free Radical, yeah, yeah. It sort of moved around because it was fucked and didn't work. <laughs> because it, it was all sort of, it was being like really heavily based around this sort of ground-to-space combat, and that like there would be missions where it's like, Right, you're at a, a spaceport on Hoth or Tatooine or whatever. You fight your way to the spaceport. You get into the hangar. You get in a ship. You fly up into the air, have a bit of a dogfight, and then you're in space, and then you're fighting your way onto a capital ship and overtaking it. And it sounded fucking amazing. Um, and sounds, sounds like No Man's Sky, what No Man's Sky wanted to be. <laughs> well, yeah, but but like multiplayer, you know, and, and 
probably loads of fun because there, there was bits of that in Battlefront 2 where you know there'd be there were maps where it was just like two giant capital ships yeah. over a planet and you'd be get you know you'd be again you'd be fighting your way to the hangar getting a plane flying over and and taking over the other ship and that stuff was wicked turns out um some people are just modding loads of stuff that was meant to be in Battlefront 3 into Battlefront 2 <laughs> so it looks kind of shit like it, it looks like a, a very old like yeah. Xbox game but um but like some of the stuff that's in it looks properly good like it's got the the ground to space stuff like they in the the new trailer they've put out they show a map where guys flying around and shooting at guys on the ground and then just flies up and then he is in space and then the, and there are ships and there's other stuff going on um so I'm going to have to give this a go because I mean it's free um, See, Sean, I, I, I looked on. at the trailer for this, right? And I've got, yeah. as as you know, I've got, I've got two questions for this. First of all, yeah. I yeah. don't really know why this exists because it looks awful. <laughs> like, I watched the trailer and it does look terrible. And it really does look like an original Xbox game. It, it doesn't yeah. even look like, like 360 sort of quality. It looks terrible. Yeah. Yeah, also, yeah. why are they showing tr- choosing to show off like uh, yeah, the prequel trilogy stuff? Because <laughs> no, one, no one cares about that. And then also, why have they not been shut down by Disney? Like, this is what I don't understand, how this I, still yeah, exists. Yeah, I mean, you would think, like, if, if what you wanted to do was, you know, take those ideas from Battlefront 3 that never, you know, saw the light of day and release them somehow, don't put the name Star Wars on it, because you're going to get shot the fuck down. Like, there's no <laughs> there's no way this is going to survive for much longer, which is why I sort of want to give it a go while it, it still exists. Um, can they Can they shut it down? Well, yeah, because you're using someone else's trademark. But you you, you're just... modifying content, like right. So I suppose yeah, it's not like they're releasing it for money, or I suppose yeah, it's just a mod for an existing game that you can buy and that Disney will presumably now profit from if you decide to. Maybe they have chosen right. to just use the prequel trilogy, and again, problem yeah. solved. No one cares. I mean, yeah, maybe this is why. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe this is yeah. why they're modding it into Battlefront Two instead of just being like, oh, let's just make it in Unreal Engine or whatever. Maybe maybe, the, maybe Disney said, "Okay, you could do this," but and they, and they were like, "Yeah, oh my god, Disney are allowing us to do this," but you got to use the prequel <laughs> trilogy. <laughs> That's the oh, trade-off. Yeah, yeah, maybe we should can it. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, everyone wants to relive the Phantom Menace. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's got to have Jar Jar Binks in it. <laughs> yep. He's the only playable character. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm watching it now. I didn't know you can get fog in space. It's incredible. Yeah, man. Like in in yes, deep space, uh, it's just it's like all the fog of Superman sixty four. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's next gen. It looks shocking. Um, what were you going to say, then, James? You went all high pitch. Oh, oh, Dave. I'm, I'm just surprised you're like you're like busting out your Star Wars knowledge as like someone. Well, I'm friends with you, aren't I? So um, you know, I only know I'm friends with you, which means I only know about the bad bits of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Social, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm intrigued. I'm gonna have to give it a go. I think, even though, I mean, if it runs in Battlefront Two, Battlefront Two has aged really badly. Um, but I'm, I'm intrigued, and it's free, so I, I may report back next week. Uh, right, next up, uh, Emily Rogers at Arcade Girl sixty four on Twitter, famous uh, Nintendo Switch leak source. Um, she has tweeted. A prediction that the Nintendo Switch will sell at least 60 million units worldwide in the first 12 months. Um, says sales will be driven by 3DS and PS4 owners who never owned a Wii U. No, hold How- on. I read this as a story that Nintendo were expecting to sell this amount, not that someone had, someone random had just predicted. No, no, this is just Emily Rogers predicting it. 
Oh, no, right, there's, okay. There's, and uh, and uh, as as I mean, obviously, it's a bit shitty to be like, look at this one stupid thing that someone tweeted because she has she does tweet a lot of um, smart stuff and like so, you know, like a lot of her leaks have, have been like bang on the money and stuff. But this just yeah, seems like a very very though, bold thing to one is to say. one is a leak. The other one is just some like based on absolutely nothing. No, it, it is, it is based on something because the like What's Kimishima. No, because Kimishima has been saying that he's expecting it's going to sell like as well as the Wii, like at least that's that's oh, really like, yeah. No, he, he said yeah, that the other day. Oh, that's Kimishima. not what she She's not Come saying on. that Nintendo are expecting to sell amount this amount. She's saying this is how much I expect it to sell. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's but just how a could you even make that prediction? It's like it's you know. You, does she know anything about the consumer market? Does she? No one can predict this stuff. We we've got no idea how this thing's going to sell. Yeah, um, does seem a bit I, mad. I will say this though: it'd be interesting. What I'm more interested in is how much it's going to sell after the new Mario game comes out. Because that yeah. there's always been that thing of is Mario still relevant? You know, mm-hmm. um, obviously it is in my house, but would it be relevant if I wasn't a you know, a core gamer, if you, you mm-hmm. know, for want of a better phrase, um, probably not, right? The kids are not like calling out for Mario. Um, I'm just thinking, will he? Does he still have that power of, holy shit? There's a new Mario game out, and suddenly the Switch becomes a massive system seller. You know what I mean? I don't think well, yeah, so. I mean, no, 3D I World so suggests not. So. I mean, if you, you know, look, that that was incredible, but it didn't. Set, you know, we we use weren't flying out when it came out, were they? They weren't. I mean, but relatively I, I, speaking, without, they were. But you know, <laughs> without sounding like a total fucking dick here, yeah, that's not really seen as you know a main Mario game, is it? Because mm. the Mario games, the main Mario games, were those two D side scrolling, and then when they went three D, it was like Mario sixty four, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy. You know, those were yeah big hits for Nintendo and that's that's why Odyssey is such a big deal because it's continuing that the last two mm. games they released in of that ilk was the the Galaxy games which were I don't know about sales I think they sold well, yeah see but well, they were huge the right because well that's the thing because if you if the Wii the reason the Wii sold was basically Wii Sports because that sold that's like right. yeah, yeah. there's like 80 yeah. million like copies of Wii Sports were sold which is mental yeah you're right yeah but then, if you look at like the Mario games, the actual like the numbers are not actually anywhere near as like that, like at all. Like if you like 3D Worlds, I mean that sold like I'm just looking at a look here is like 5.47 million, but that's like you know on the Wii U, which was kind of a failure. But yeah. even if you look at the Wii, um, what which one? What was that? It was Mario Galaxy? Yeah. Yeah, but you can't you can't you can't compare Galaxy to Wii Sports. Oh yeah, well exactly, but it's still 12 million, which is that's good, that's really good. And mm. then Galaxy Two was seven million, but it's still not like anywhere near like the install base that the Wii had. You know, yeah. this is why I don't, I don't think that they're they're like sort of system drivers anymore, like at all. No, you can tell that by the advertising as well. I mean, like the advertising didn't feature one one kid; it was all young yeah. adults. Mm. Um, no, yeah, but that's that's that, that's got nothing to do with who they're they're marketing at. They're it? not the, the people that the people they're using in their adverts is not a reflection of who they're marketing to. Well, no, no, it's it's exactly that. Surely, like. Yeah. It, why else would they do that? Yeah. 
because because if you put if you put us as like, young adults in 12 years old we're like oh cool they, they want to see like people from their age group and, no, and, and they want to attract well, the no, I, don't agree I, dis- with that. I disagree i totally yeah. disagree if if a 12 year old sees a say a, a 14 year old sees a 12 an advert with a 12 year old playing on that machine they're gonna think it's a baby's toy yeah mm. so they, they're, they're not gonna stick Kids like if they want to go for kids, they know they have to go for the young. They have to show young adults um, playing it because then they think that that sort of teenage period then thinks actually this is more of a grown ups thing. I'm not going to be repulsed by it if I get one. I'm not going to see it as a kids toy. I'm going to see it as something that that these young adults are uh, um, are using. Uh, that's the way thing, I see I it. Anyway. By including them in the marketing, that's who they're trying to target rather than. Trying to target kids, but it's... I mean, they're trying to target. They're trying to target as many people as possible. Yeah, course, but yeah. I'm not. I'm not. They're not like discounting the children, the the the, the sort of young, younger audience in 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 their advertising at all by showing older people playing it. In fact, it's quite the opposite. They there must be a threshold of how young these people could be on these adverts before it then becomes this perceived kids' toy. You know what I mean? Mm. That's that. That's the way I see it anyway. But um. Anyway, anyway yeah. sixty million is a prediction. Obviously, Wii U was at thirteen million in the end, which I still yeah, can't believe it's, it's so low. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's really obviously it's really hard to say. But there also seems like quite a lot of buzz. Of- I really can't see that. I mean, it, it took. I had a look at some charts the other day, and maybe I'm wrong or not. I don't know. Somebody will probably correct me. But it looked like it took the DS two years to get like the DS two years to get to like sixteen million, and that had loads of games and loads of buzz. This yeah. doesn't have anywhere near that, like in the same way. Again, though, I'd I'd love to know what was the reason for this prediction, and even if it is a prediction. I mean, she also went on. She she like like people were tweeting at her as well, and she was like deflecting all the questions and like saying. Yeah, but I know she doesn't. Does she work for Nintendo? No, she's just like. So what I'm saying is that from Nintendo's side, right, you would want them to release this machine, hoping that it sells as well as the Wii. Yep. Right, that, that's just mm. standard business. You want them to be able to sell, and they'll want to be able to sell as many of these units as possible. Their forecasts are going to be quite different. I mean, if you looked at internally what their forecasts are for selling these units, I don't think there's anyone at Nintendo that's fully putting everything in the fact that they're going to make si- they're going to sell 16 million of these units. I, don't, I just don't think that's that's just crazy, and we all know it is. Um, so I don't know how much we should be going. Ah, oh, well, it ain't gonna do that because it's just some person on the internet saying that this is their prediction. But, but, but you can, you can have a point of view, though, can't you? Can have a, you can have, you can think whether you think it will or won't. Yeah, you could, but you can, you could disagree with that. But, you, but why are we elevating this okay, opinion so, over anyone David, else's? What if we? Okay, so what if we take like the Nintendo president, like what he said, because he's expecting it to sell as well as the Wii, which sold like 101 million units or whatever. You know what? What do you, I mean? Can we talk about that? Well, I mean, what what did you want him to say? What what do you want him to say at a press event? Oh, we're hoping it sells about eight. Yeah, but eight then also about eight million eight million yeah, but if you class, just if you just had shit. a console like the Wii U, which has done like really badly, obviously you're going to want to big it up. But then also, is it a good idea to then say, yeah, this is going to be as big as the Wii when it probably won't? No, well, I, I don't think very many I, things will be at the, because that that, mm. that was, a, was yeah, that, that was, was a cultural like phenomenon. It wasn't, wasn't just it was, like gamers; it was everyone playing those things. I just don't know what you w- would rather him say. Like I don't. I mean, of of course that's p- what they want. I want like, him to come it, out 
I don't want him to say there's no fucking games, mate. <laughs> it's fucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean that's a fair that's a fair um, reply, but I, I don't think you could say that he's doing the wrong thing by saying, you know, mm. we want this to sell as big as the Wii. Because yeah, that's, yeah. No, that, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong to to like to say that. What I'm saying is like you're saying that we can't talk about somebody saying it was going to sell sixty million because she doesn't know anything. Whereas this guy, like, he's the president of the company. He's really got an idea. You know, what do we, you know, do, do we think that him saying that is, is realistic at all? Okay, do you want, do you, let's put it this way. Do you think he's saying that internally? I don't know. You don't know. Because I, I genuinely don't believe he is. I mm-hmm. think he's coming out and he's saying that because it's a press event and he wants that. That's what he, I think he wants. I think the wrong things here. I mean... I've just looked at the stats. Basically, in its first twelve months, the Wii sold twenty million. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mm-hmm. personally think Nintendo probably even got enough to produce sixteen million in a year. Let, yeah, let, let alone sell them. Mm. So, so what? The, what we're saying? We, we're all agreeing. <laughs> I assume we're all agreeing that this prediction, I think, is way off. Right mm-hmm. from this person on the internet, mm-hmm. I think that's way off. What, what Nintendo is saying, they're obviously going to say because. That's what they. I mean, that's what they want their fans and the game impressed to like want them to think. That's what they. How do I okay, put right. this? Let's not let's not focus on that. But I think the second part is the interesting part, where Emily um, says that she thinks sales will be driven by 3DS or and PS4 owners who never owned a Wii U. I mean, I, I, I you see that I, that makes sense to me. I think definitely, yeah. I mean, me. Mm. I mean, I'm obviously way more interested in this than Wii U. Um, and I think this, I think it might go into the whole like Wii 60 thing in the last generation, where yeah, you yeah. know, where everyone has 360, and the second console was invariably a Wii. You know, because it's so different, mm. it offered different types of experiences. Obviously, Nintendo games. Um, and I, I feel like this could very much be the same. So, it'd be like PS4 and and Switch. I feel, I feel like the, those will be the two. Core, core consoles i can definitely see that and also see, the difference here I, is that this is much more expensive than the wii so it is much easier to justify a second console yeah. and oh the cheap one yeah let's get wii definitely uh, you know this is uh quite a bit different but it's also offering different things um yeah see that that's yeah. kind of what i think because it's like i don't really see it i mean I, that probably will happen but i don't think it will happen in the same numbers as it did with the wii because one is is the price i was talking to a friend of mine who is in the US, and he saw the Super Bowl thing, and he, he had no idea at all about the Switch. And he was like, oh, it looks really good. And then he like mm. looked up the price, and he was like, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not buying that. And it's it's like, it's that, and it's also, there's no Wii Sports for it, if you see what I mean. There's not mm. that game which is going to... Because I don't think 1-2-Switch is that game. You know, the, no, the game no, that will really want to like sort of get everybody into it. Zelda, obviously, is like massive, but that's really going to be massive with gamers, not with people yeah, that yeah, bought yeah. Wii Sports. This is why I can't see it like being like the Wii 60 kind of thing again, because there's not that title there that's going to bring those people in. I totally agree. I don't. I, I don't. Th- I think it, it's it's missing that killer app, but um, I don't think you can outright. I, I, you, I don't think there's any way you can sensibly predict on how many units it's going to sell until we know what sort of games are going to... I, I think it's going to do really well at Christmas. I really yeah. do. I think they've got a huge game. If they make that deadline, they've got a huge game to release. And as James has previously stated, apparently it's pretty much finished anyway. So if <laughs> if they've got that huge game to release around Christmas and say they bundle it in, or at least by then they bundle in 1-2-Switch and have, you know, Mario, uh, you know, 
that's the game you buy with the system, mm. then I think that sales are going to be a lot stronger than the Wii U has been because they've got this huge game and they've got a new console, a relatively new console, out for Christmas. I think it will do well. Mm. But then after that, they need to hit E3 big time. It's not saying much, though. It's, sorry to interrupt. It's not saying much saying that it will, it will sell more on the Wii U. I mean, I, I posted, um, I, I shared with you guys the, the link to the initial Wii U launch or announcement trailer, and it is much worse than I even remember back then. <laughs> that That is it's fascinating. So yeah. That, yeah. that was fascinating to watch in the week. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was, it, you know, when you have something in your head and you think, oh, that was really bad, wasn't it? No, you have no idea. If you're listening <laughs> to this now and you haven't seen the original Wii U announcement at E3 um, for a long time, find it on YouTube and watch it because, oh my God, what, what <laughs> the feeling that I got from it, right, yeah. was that when they'd started, they said the Wii was massive. Let's make a sort of a Wii 2, a uh a ps4 pro if you will right mm. so a new wii console that uses all the existing pads and all that sort of stuff but and plays all the new wii games and you it can also run this pad where you can play all these games just on the pad on the controller around the house right that that's what this console is and then just before launch they fucking bottled it because that's 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 what it felt like. Oh shit! No, we should really sort of say that this is newer than just a little upgrade. Okay, we'll focus on the controller. <laughs> and the whole trailer was the new controller. Play with the new controller. It didn't even mention the Wii U till right at the very end, and then didn't show the console. Like it was like I remember that. I think we were on air. I think we were at Play Radio when it was announced, right? No, we were, nah, we were in chat rooms that. talking about it because I remember yeah, cause yeah. there was that whole thing where people were trying to look at the machine that was next to the TV and they were trying <laughs> to work out whether it was a Wii or a new machine and you couldn't quite tell. Yeah, people were like, Cause it, it seems looks, mad. You know, like, I, like, I remember that, but I remember, but like, I just thought, like, Jesus, we must have just really not been paying attention. But like, no, it's so fucking confusing. And like, I, I just... remember text the next day. I, I, I'm pretty sure we were at Play Radio at the time because I, I remember driving and talking to someone. I, it might have even been Matt on the phone. Maybe I was driving home from work, but I was chatting to Matt on the phone and he was going, I, I can't even explain what's just happened. Like, I think it's a new <laughs> controller for the Wii. And I, me going, what, what do you mean? Well, is it a new controller for the Wii? I don't know. There was a Wii there, but it looked slightly different. What do you mean? There was what? There was a picture of a new console. No, it was kind of in the background while the camera was <laughs> they rolling. Didn't even like it was it, really. It's mm. just. I mean, and in in, um, in the video I shared of us, and I'll, I'll put a tweet out on the computer game uh, show Twitter. I and mean, this this isn't the on stage uh, presentation. This is the, the official trailer, really, and. It, it just keeps mentioning new controller, new controller, new controller. It, 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 and mm. Back then, I thought it felt like a controller add-on, but the video is so clear. It's, like, it's just new controller, new controller. Yeah, it, it's crazy how bad that, that was back then. Yeah. Well, if there's one thing that, that, that you could say that it's already doing better, is it that the mar- they're marketing this thing a hell of a lot better. Like The adverts yeah. are clear. It's, it's you know clearly something new, and um, mm. you get what the advantages are by owning this console. Like, you know, yeah. you get it. You get their vision, um, and uh, that's that's only going to help. Um, it. How old is Wii U? Only about five years old, isn't it? Yeah, I was was it say five. Five years and sold thirteen million. Yeah, so 
I mean, it will sell more than that, but it obviously won't do anything anything like we we numbers. I, I think sixteen is mm. is fair. It, it, it's really hard to say right now. Um, I hope it's a massive success. I mean, everyone wants Nintendo to be successful, and a successful mm-hmm. Nintendo is good for the industry, good for gamers, and and better for like people like you know in 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 Nintendo's competition with Sony, Microsoft. It's not just them two running away with it. Uh, and mm. I'd like to see a, a strong and powerful Nintendo come out and, and totally smash this. So I'm hoping it's a huge, a huge success, but it's so hard to judge. I mean, you think it's got all the, all the things it needs. It's, uh, a decent home console. It, it, yeah. it travels with you. You know, it's portable, but you can play Zelda on the move. You can also play then Zelda at home. It's got all the things that, and it look, it apparently, you know, it looks really good from the pictures and video I've seen. Obviously you guys have played it in real life. It's meant to look and feel mm-hmm. like a really premium piece of, uh, technology in the hand it's got all the things mm. which should make it a success i just yeah it's so hard yeah, to, it's so hard to say from games you know is, is the problem well that, that, that's that's what sums up i mean if we're going to sum up and move on because we have spoken about this a lot and i know one listener will be fucking raging <laughs> at this point um uh that's what summed up my disappointment that evening when they when they uh with the announcement video because i as you said everyone wants nintendo to do brilliant and we, I really, we, we, considering how quiet they were last year, I really thought this is it. They're going to come out and go, boom, this game, boom, that game, and they didn't do that. And that's where my frustration came from that night. I was kind of like, come on, what, what are you doing? You know, so See, and it that is, was it is frustrating because they're sitting on so much stuff as well. Yeah, that's I know, like really I know. good. And it's like instead we get, I mean, okay. The new Mario game is obviously going to be brilliant. Mario Kart, that's great. But it's again, it's the same stuff again. There's so much stuff they could do. And it's just so frustrating that they're yeah. not going to do that. But, um, yeah. yeah. And as I, was, as I was playing Mario this week, I was just thinking, man, I just wish there was more Mario on the Wii U. You know, mm. I, I mm. wish there was, because there wasn't an insane amount. There was, the, you know, there was yeah, yeah. a 3D world, which admittedly was incredible. And then there was um, New Super Mario Bros. U. And all right, mm-hmm. you had... Oh, okay, so you had Mario Maker as well, but that didn't really fill that gap. You know, it didn't really yeah. feel like a proper put-together Mario game. Um, that you just find it kind of think, oh, man, what, what, what? I love I love those games. I absolutely adore them. But there's such huge gaps between them that it's... Oh, well, it was the same for the Wii, though, wasn't it, as well? Because there, there was New Super Mario Bros. and uh, Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, and that's it. It's just yeah, I suppose so. And there was only really Mario sixty four and the N sixty four. And yeah. I mean, part of the good the thing with this so. is that yeah, they often take their time with stuff, don't they? And then when yeah, it comes that out, is a point. Amazing. Maybe maybe I wouldn't love them that much if they were churning them out constantly. But mm. I don't know. Um, I'll see. I, I, I'd love I'd love to know what their feeling is towards DLC going forward because obviously they've been they've had some quite successful DLC stuff. Say in Mario Kart eight, I know that that you know pretty much everyone bought that because it came out at a really good price and it was good content. I would love to see if they try and bring in DLC for um, uh, Odyssey. So that even if it's like a year later, here's a new sort of sub-story. Or, or um, there's DLC for Zelda. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't concern me, but I, um, yeah, that that would be a good indication if, they, if, if they're open to that sort of idea. And, and they were certainly open to it a lot more with the Wii U than they ever have been. I mean, because you've, you, you've got to remember that, uh, was it, new Luigi Mario came out new luigi new mario, luigi mario. His name? it's his name it's his name don't jump on it my is, back it is, it is, it is, it is, it is. Fucking name. is it super luigi no, okay. 
Is that the last? No, no. Yeah. Uh, no. There's oh, one more. It's, it's only a brief one, though. Uh, Samsung shipped more Gear VR headsets than Vive, Oculus, and PSVR combined in 2016, <laughs> you, which, did, I've, which I've put in purely because I've got a Gear VR and it's the best one. Um, because, as we all know, popularity is a decent metric of worth. Um, <laughs> Sean, that was fucking cold. <laughs> did you? Did you not? Did you not hear what just happened? No, what? <laughs> Wait, I said, right, we've got to move on. Was that the last story? And then yeah. Matt said, uh, no, hold on. I have got one more um, Switch thing to talk about. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, I, just, I did, that did not come through on mine at all. Samsung has... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> so this is what happens, right? You give me a bit of power. And I just... <laughs> Go straight to his head. The beautiful Sorry, thing Matt, is... go on. No, the beautiful thing is that you can't do it now because it's... <laughs> Because we've moved, we've moved on. I'll, I'll, I'll crowbar it in on. later. Oh, right, cool. Um, right, so Samsung have done what? Have they? Uh, there's, fuck it, there's like four and a half million Gear VR headsets knocking around. Um, although I think a lot of those were just shipped with phones and people went, yeah, what the fuck's this? I've had a go on it and then went, ah, I'm not really arsed. Um, yeah. uh, because at the end, like, presumably, like, there's not many decent games for it, right? And I'm assuming that is because they don't sell, because if they were selling, people would be making them. Um, it doesn't help that they're all, like, eight or ten quid. But, um, and, you know, because it's on a phone, even though it's a VR thing, like, people are like, I'm not paying fucking ten quid for a phone game. You mental. Um, so, yeah, no, I just thought it was interesting. Um, there's still only, like, 750-odd thousand... PSVR headsets around, but then that's partly because they're not getting enough yeah. made, yeah. isn't it? Like it's hard to get hold of them. Um, that is so weird so. how that is just sort of. I mean, we should be used to it with Sony by now, but that is yeah. still very, very strange that it's just kind of just gone quiet again. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, like, I'm fascinated it's... with what they do at E3 because. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, it was just like the move, the move come out. There's this really cool technology. Yeah, the move, the move, the move. It come out, and they were like, yeah. Bleh, bleh. <laughs> let's talk about something else <laughs> yeah, weird one odd. but yeah no it's just interesting that this this might be how VR gets into many more people's hands and, and sells them on it because oh, it did yeah, get definitely. me thinking like it came up at, came up at work today um, and some, someone was saying like they had to go on PSVR and saying how good it was and stuff um, and someone else was like oh I don't know if I'd ever want to go on something like that and I said well then bring mine in if you want <laughs> because it's just a bit of plastic that I can stick in my bag and there's no <laughs> There's no setup or anything, um, so I don't know. I, I guess my worry. Um, I, I, one thing on on Google Daydream, uh, Google today mm. have actually announced that they've opened it up to all developers. Previously, it was just a select number of developers creating Daydream okay. content. So hopefully, that means mm-hmm. you, know, you know the floodgates would have opened and we'll have lots more Daydream yeah. stuff. I guess it, it's clear that the, you know the future of VR is mobile. You know, there's everyone, mm. all these smartphones have got incredible displays and they that they can deliver mm-hmm. incredible graphics. My I guess my only worry is that someone who might play someone in your office sean who might play your mm. gear vr might think that mm. that is vr and that's obviously incredibly different to some of the experiences you'll get say you know playing like res on psvr yeah, or say playing like something can... on oculus it's like i don't want a lot of people's first um experience of vr will be this and it, this is good to a point but it's certainly not what you can get with psvr and even psvr isn't really what yeah. you get with say room scale stuff on vive yeah, because it's like, you know, I could show it to someone at work and be like, look, here's Netflix, you can watch Star Trek in the Alps. Um, but 
I can't be like, right, and now here's a game that nearly made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that just isn't available. I like um, how that's changed to nearly. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I always I, said I welled up. There were no, there was no, nothing left. The eye, the, the socket. <laughs> He'll spin. Right. So it doesn't, doesn't count. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man, Dave. I'm a man. Um... <laughs> The um yeah I, I I must admit I'm happy that I didn't spend money on PSVR. Mm. Um, I would have expected to there being like I expected bigger announcement announcements by now. I'm quite fascinated the fact. Mind that they, you, Resi Seven, really... mate. Everyone's saying like, look, if you want proof that it is just good for real games, that's a good point. Evil Seven. But then I've also heard people saying that they get sick within seconds of playing it, so it's kind of like. That's true. Yeah, yeah not for everyone. Say that about everything up. with VR, don't they? There's always somebody that says that. <laughs> that is also true. Um, oh, James said that as if they're like lesser people. <laughs> yeah, people who aren't ready for the future. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, there's Getting always a cut on the puss, isn't there, right, James? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Let's. Uh, let's. Uh, that was a very, very good news section. Sean, you should Thank be you. proud of yourself. It was quite long, uh, though. I feel like I should rein it in. No, no, it's no, a good show, that, mate. No, keep, keep it coming. Oh, no, um, um, right, right, okay. Yeah. Uh, we we should probably do what we've been being what we've been playing in a in a different way this week because uh, we've all been playing pretty much the same things. So mm-hmm. um, should we just get started with Fire Emblem? Let's uh, let's get straight onto that. And I think we should probably start with Sean because he's familiar okay. with the series. Sean and James. Uh, and then go on to Matt, who is uh, who's new to the series, and it seems to have changed his life. So, Sean, James, what do you think of Fire Emblem's heroes on the mobile devices? So, I I think we you know, we talked about this before, and I was excited because it looks like one you know because it's one of those gacha games that people have on their phones. Um, but I hate those generally speaking. But I was like, no, this is by Nintendo; it'll be good. Can I just say, um, right, um, yeah, can yeah. I just jump in? I yeah. have heard that a lot over the past week, that, what is it, mm-hmm. Gacha? Yeah, it's the... yeah, or Gachapon, I think is the well, What does that mean? What, what, I've, it's basically these what games where you, you put money in and then you get, like, a random selection of characters to use who may be shit, or there's, like, a tiny chance that they'll be really good, and then there'll be, like, a sort of RPG-style game that you put those characters in and, and, and do some... shit with them. It comes from you know those those machines that you know like the gumball machines you know you like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you put the thing in and then you know you turn the handle and then you get something out and it could be something good or oh. it could be something rubbish. It's yeah. Uh, yeah right. I see. I see. Fine. Um, what I'm finding is that it is just one of those games and it's all right. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not blown away by it at all. I don't know if you're the same, James. Like, the discussion we've had is that because basically, cause like I'm, I'm well into a, a playthrough of Fire Emblem Awakening at the moment, and playing Heroes just makes me wish I was playing Awakening instead because it just feels like, like I get it, it's scaled back because it's on a phone and you're meant to be able to just do a battle when you're on the train or whatever. Um, but it fit like the battles feel really claustrophobic. Like you've only got four units and like a very small is it like a five by five grid? Um and it just feels like there's not much scope to actually play See, like tactically or I don't know. I think, what do you think we had kind of similar sort of trajectory with this because when mm-hmm. I first started playing this, I re- I was totally sold when I first started yeah. it. Mostly because it's got like the ridiculously cheesy music, which is brilliant. 
And yes, the title screen music is probably the best thing about it, and also it looks amazing. You know, like it's um, mm-hmm. it's really well. Like the art style is fantastic. It is. It is the whole thing is slick as fuck. Like everything's so snappy and responsive. And but then yeah. I kind of started to run into the same thing with the Sean as because mm-hmm. I've played other Fire Emblem games. It in the beginning I thought, okay, this is really stripped back. This is really simple. That's fine. And it's fun, you know, it's kind of fun, but then it started to get a bit repetitive and a bit annoying, yeah. and I started to start feel a bit sort of, it hasn't got, like, the tactical depth or whatever of, of the other games. And, I mean, this is where, um, like, Ethan Einhorn on the Glixel podcast, one of, one of the things he said, which I really agree with, is it's like, it's, ta- it's, like, they ta- it's like taking chess and then turning it into checkers. You know, it's like they've yeah. they've taken out a lot of like you know about how it works on on the 3ds and then made it simple so that you can play it quickly. But the small, like Sean said, the small grid size really like limits what you can do, and mm. also yeah, sort of the the characters you have. But then also the gacha stuff really bothers me. I, I really don't like it. I mean, but again, this is just a personal preference. I mean, I, I just don't like that. Like the fact that you're spending like real money, and with this, it's even worse because you're not even guaranteed you're going to get anything. It could be just rubbish, you know, and it's yeah, like... because the, the chances of getting something good are fucking pathetic, aren't they? Yeah, and like... so you'd have to drop, like, a serious amount of cash if you wanted to get all the characters. But then part of what I don't really understand with that is that maybe because I haven't played for long enough, is it's possible that this could be the reason, but there doesn't seem to be, like, relationship building in the same way yeah. that there is in the other games. Yeah. So therefore, I don't really see why I care what characters I've got anymore. Yeah, it doesn't really matter because that it's much, like, does it? like it does. Like obviously, the unit types matter, and there's that you know the paper scissors yeah. uh, stone relationship between the three weapon types. Yeah, that all but, still totally I mean, works. That. But, yeah, but then it's like part of the draw for Fire Emblem for me has always been like pairing the characters up, you know, building relationships. You have the kids and stuff like that, and then also because there's like permadeath if you play it like you know in the like proper mode or whatever, then you've got like a real risk when you go into into like into missions. You know, you're thinking mm-hmm. I don't want these people to die because I've been building like these relationships and everything. Whereas because there's no permadeath in this, that's gone. So then there's even less reason to feel any attachment to the characters. So then you think thinking... Then you could never you could never put permadeath in though, could you? Because yeah, exactly. people are paying yeah. money for the characters so people would kick off. Yeah, because <laughs> like people have like sunk tons of money into this and it's like suddenly it's mm. like, yeah, your character's dead, roll again. And it's like <laughs> that would annoy and I understand that. But then it for me it kind of it takes out what I found good about the Fire Emblem games and which is yeah. kind of a shame. But it's not bad. It's not like a, a bad game. It's just not my kind of game. I mean this is I'd rather go back and play you know, the you know, 3DS version or whatever. It's um, Yeah, I mean, I, like, you know, there are things in it that appear to be insipid and then are basically fine. Like, there, there is a stamina system, yeah. um, which you often find in these games where basically, you know, you have, like, a, a stamina bar, which every time you do something in the game, like you do a mission or whatever, that depletes by a couple of points um, and then it recharges over time. The idea being, if you want to sit there and absolutely cane it, you've got to pay money to restore your stamina or just wait yeah um i've never even come close to running it down and i have played it quite a lot I, so i'm not i, I did today really I mean, worried they, they were now they launched okay. two special maps where you can get orbs and that is um it's like 10 stamina per per go uh, so okay. for the first time so, today right. i actually went to zero stamina i just left it well i was obviously working anyway so i just left it yeah. and uh, but it seems to come out pretty quickly and also i haven't actually used yeah. it but there are like those one of the um items you've got can like restore stamina i'm fairly sure instantly mm-hmm. so. yeah i mean do I mean, people I th- see that as bad practice then because i've n- never had a problem with games like free-to-play games doing that 
Haven't you? I don't know, oh, it depends so how it's done, sometimes. doesn't it? I think I've I've definitely played games where I've literally been on it for ten minutes, and it's like, oh, okay, now you need to spend money. No, uh, I'm deleting it. <laughs> Whereas this, like I said, you know, I've spent a good like couple of hours straight on it, and I've used maybe half my stamina, and then I've gone and done something else, and then got a little notification saying, oh, your stamina's restored. See, I think Fine. that like it's the stamina stuff, and also like the gacha stuff. It, to be honest, it just really this this game more than anything has really made me feel. Like I'm kind of done with mobile games now. Like I, I don't really want to play them anymore because mm. they all seem to be going down this path of like you know like working using these mechanics. And I, there's not obviously there's nothing wrong with them. People enjoy them. That's fine. But for me personally, I just don't. I just I just don't find it that engaging. I'm I'm mm. now I'm starting to like make sure that I put my like my Vita in my bag and play that instead because yeah <laughs> I can play like proper games on there and it mm. looks amazing. But I don't know. I just. This didn't this didn't grab me as much as I thought it was going to, and it, as much as it did initially when I started playing it. And then, it, could you imagine if you could like play a pro- like proper Fire Emblem game on the move, uh, <laughs> on a nice size screen, and then just get home <laughs> and then pop it in your TV, James? <laughs> be pretty amazing. Fucking it? love that, mate. Yeah, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so come yeah, in, I mean, appara- Apparently, this has already made like two and a half million dollars in its first. Day or whatever, but make it up. Well, um, I'm sure James will discredit that amount of money soon. <laughs> so it's a massive uh, failure. Matt, you've been really interesting over this because you've never played a Fire Emblem game before, no. and um, all of a sudden you seem completely obsessed with wanting to get into it. Yeah, I, 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 um, I yeah, I, I guess to skip to the end. Basically, this makes me want to play a proper Fire Emblem game. Definitely, yeah. Uh, mm. This definitely is it gets because me. you're about to drop two hundred and eighty pound on a Switch, though. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just desperate to find a reason that it's to justify the purchase. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but this does definitely. Um, I mean, I, in honesty, I haven't actually seen what an actual real Fire Emblem game looks like. I haven't even looked, watched on YouTube. But I, I'm definitely interested to see what uh, you know to have a Switch version of, of where Fire Emblem is. Um, and it sounds great mm-hmm. from what everyone has been describing it as. Um, but this, yeah, I, I've been playing this nonstop basically since since it came out. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's definitely got its shortcomings, um, and the gacha, gacha stuff isn't great. Um, in the, the first, the first like day or so of getting it, I um, I had saved up to twenty orbs uh, after a few few rounds, um, and then uh, when you get well, basically you can summon like new new characters after just having five uh, five orbs. But if you save up to twenty and then do spend all twenty, the second, third, and fourth summons are actually cheaper. So you basically get like five mm-hmm. summons for twenty, and uh, rather than doing like Five, five orbs each or whatever I did tw- I did. I spent all 20 orbs on summons and I got like, just gash characters they were just embarrassingly rubbish like two or three stars <laughs> I'm thinking this is this is awful um, and I, I, I actually sorry no, I, I actually spent money <laughs> to, to get some orbs as well <laughs> within a day I've, I've, oh, I've already put money into it like I stupidly I just did it immediately because I did like I did the tutorial and I was like mate this is going to be good I'm, I'm happy to chuck them a fiver um, did that and then yeah just got a load of shit <laughs> I was like wow never yeah, doing that I again I saved up 17 <laughs> I thought I need 20 so I, I put another like 3 quid or whatever it was to uh, to buy 3 more and then yeah and then when I was summoned everything it's just I'd got really retailable characters so then obviously yeah. I went on subreddit and read about it and then everyone's basically been re-rolling their characters um, so after mm-hmm. I must put like 6 or so hours into it um, up to up to Saturday or so and then on Saturday, I deleted 
my save, deleted all data, deleted the game, reinstalled it, and then kept re-rolling until I got decent characters. Because people were saying, if, you, if you're playing with like two or three star characters, it's pointless. You are going to have to literally put loads of money in or have to save like 10,000 feathers or some of the other upgrading currencies to get these characters anywhere near decent. It will take you forever and it'll probably cost you actual real money. Or if not, it'll just take you, yeah, it'll just take hours and hours and hours. So everyone has, been, at least on subreddit, just been talking about how they're re-rolling. Some one guy has got it down to such an art that he's actually speed running a re-roll <laughs> he can do it in like in like five and a half or six minutes that's like going through tutorial doing this not doing that not linking nintendo id whatever um so i did that for for a couple of hours on saturday i think i went for like eight or nine re-rolls i eventually got like a five star and a couple of four star people and i'm i'm actually enjoying it a lot more now uh since i got those guys mm-hmm. and i'm actually putting uh, i'm actually i actually care about those characters a bit more so i'm willing to upgrade them rather than just spending money on upgrades for characters which are going to be terrible in the long run um mm. yeah i mean it's super it's super it's super simple and there really isn't any strategy which is a bit of a shame although um i was playing a couple of the uh the the the, the challenge i think they're called challenge no i was playing special maps uh today and uh, one of which is mm-hmm. you can you can get a character called donald um and yes. basically you can do a normal version or you can do a hard version the good thing about these special maps is that to complete it uh, and to, to finish that particular map, you can't lose a single character. You can't lose any of the four in your mm. party. And so, it, especially the hard one, the, the, the normal difficult one is easy. You just, just do it and you, you don't really think about it. But the hard one feels much more like chess where well, I've got to make mm-hmm. sure I don't get my characters you know, too much in the thick of it because they can get knocked out basically in one shot. So I'm actually enjoying that in a totally different way to the way I'm going through the story where I'm just basically just bulldozing it's, characters uh, bulldozing opponents it's it's really interesting as well because that yeah because that you know it has that specific challenge where it's like look you can't lose a single unit and it's like the ai knows that like it will they will just pick on one Definitely. guy which they don't it doesn't generally do so that's really interesting that you know they seem to be able to tweak it so that it is aware of you know, like the objectives and stuff so that's cool yeah, um, it, it feels like there's lots going yeah. on. So yeah, first of my first run through, I got up to like chapter six or seven, and I deleted it, and now I'm back up to chapter six. I think the story. <laughs> uh, at first, I tried to understand what's happening, and then I just thought, no, it's, it's no yeah. point. So I just I'm skipping <laughs> skipping through cutscenes, but it is really really well presented throughout. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah, the story seems largely like pointless, like completely pointless. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what's which is a shame because it was never like that in the other games, but. Uh... Yeah, but there was never going to be a good excuse for like, oh, all the characters from all the games are all in one place now. Yeah, that's true. It was always going to be some shit like metaverse bollocks, wasn't it? <laughs> See, but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd never really come across like this Getcha thing before, though. Like before I played this, like, I actually engaged in it myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just to me, it just feels really like not no, not dirty, but it just feels like odd. Uh, it's pretty cynical. Like it's yeah. essentially gambling. I mean, well, like, that's the thing. Yeah, because, it really like, totally feels was, like that. I mean, I was yeah. reading like online because you know they're like they have to like publish like in Japan and in China they have to publish like the drop rates and everything because yeah, yeah, yeah. the governments there have like figured out that this is actually gambling, you know like, what yeah. what they're engaging in. But that's not that's not really made clear here at all that that is what mm. you're what you're doing, and I'm not really sure about that. Like morally, whether that's that that's that great. Mm. Well, know. there's loads of full price console games going that way, isn't there? I mean, FIFA's been doing it for years, mm-hmm. right? With their yeah, old, old yeah, team with, stuff, yeah, it's it's no stuff, different yeah. to that. Um, it just seems like that that's a big part of gaming these days. Um, 
so I, I played it. I got up to chapter five in the story. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I got absolutely nothing out of it. And it's no fault of the game. <laughs> I just couldn't. There's just these games just don't interest me. I, can't. I was going to say it's not it's not something I would have ever recommended to you. I don't think. No, um, and I think I you know you get swept away with all the hype and all the chat about it and stuff. And I sort of loaded mm. it and I thought you know what I'm really going to give this a go, see how it goes. You know, mm. um, and I got nothing out of the story, nothing out of the characters, and nothing out of the gameplay. And I was kind of like, I think I've given it a fair whack getting up to mm-hmm. the fifth chapter or whatever in the story. I think that's a mm-hmm. fair decent enough go before I can go, yeah, no, actually, not for me. Uh, and then gave up. So that was my story with uh, Fire Emblem. Oh, what is it called? Heroes? That yeah. one. I'm, I'm, yeah. It's not my complete so story. Playing, First of all, I thought some weird rip-off game was... I'm still was, playing it. Was Fire, <laughs> there's another game on the, on the App Store called Fire Emblem Heroes, and it's mm-hmm. some weird, like puzzle game it's weird because i'd never seen what fire emblem heroes was for a moment i was like is this it like i i I, you know (laughs) when you see something and you constantly question yourself i'm like Mm. i saw it and thought all right it's fire emblem heroes just like some weird puzzle game or and then i thought and then i thought oh that's weird i thought it was like a a turn-based strategy thing but okay maybe i got that wrong but this is made by some weird company and i'm sure Fire Emblem was a Nintendo thing, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was one of those things that I've always thought was one thing when it's not. And then I sort of text <laughs> you guys and then just instantly thought, and of course it, it can't be. This can't be it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, Fire Emblem definitely wasn't created by like top mobile games or whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was just really weird. I, I, I love how you, your brain can just completely convince yourself that you like something that's so obviously not right in front of your eyes <laughs> it could be <laughs> it's just weird. sorry matt what you saying i'm just saying I, i'm still playing it. i'm still really enjoying it uh, i'm not sure how much longer i'll play it um i would do say that the gacha stuff is annoying i've got like 25 uh, orbs saved up now and i feel like i, I i'll probably summon everyone I, i'll use that to summon people and i'll get gash characters and i might stop but um it, it's it's been fun mm. um I, I i but this this definitely made me more interested and i've read countless other reports of people on forums and twitter saying this has made them interested in the main game so maybe this is always going to be um the end goal but yeah I, whatever mm. whatever the next or first fire emblem game that comes out on switch uh whenever that happens i'm i'll definitely be interested it's maybe. I mean, it, yeah. it made me text you, Dave, to ask one if you had a 3DS I could borrow. I was going to say, do you have a 3DS? Because yeah, that's a shame. Are they are they expensive these days? Like just a bog standard 3DS? You can get a 2DS for like sixty quid or whatever. I think they're not that yeah, expensive. Like same for you Switch. You might as well wait for the Switch yeah. version now. Um, Although that, hang on, right, when, okay. when is Fire Emblem Switch coming? Is it not next year? I was going to say that's like a year off, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm playing Awakening, and like even you know a lot of 3ds stuff does look pretty raw now. Um, but no, Awakening looks wicked. Still, I can so. lend you Awakening, Matt. You just need a 3ds because it's it's an amazing game. Well, I mean, yeah. there's such a deluge of Switch games. I'm not sure if I'm having spare cash, but um... <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have time. Mate. <laughs> I'd love to see Matt on a train with a 2ds. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You could borrow my, things... my daughter's pink one if you want. I've, I've only ever seen kids play with a 2DS. Like I've never seen a fully grown adult plan like with that version of well, the console. Well, it was aimed at, wasn't it? It was like when they revealed it, everyone's like, "Ooh, fucking wants that!" And it's like, unless you're five, shut yeah. up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, that is very true. It was released alongside one of the Pokemon games, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it fucking flew out. So Yep. Uh, okay, cool. There's another game here that we've spoken about a lot that's on a lot of people's lists. Um, Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, it was mm. the free weekend, free trial weekend, um, and a few of us got together Friday night to play it. We were going to release a video, but Sean fucked up the... Uh... Oh, come on. I, how was I supposed to remember that I had to go in the party settings as well as the system party settings? I'm not sure I said Fuck's that, sake. but yeah. Yeah, um, I thought, I'm sure we said, "Did you do it in the party settings while we were <laughs> while we were doing it?" And I'm pretty sure. Did I respond? That. Yes, of course I did. <laughs> Affirmative. Did he? Matt? No, I'm pretty sure. I can't. He did, I can't right? know what happened, but either way, fucked up. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so hmm. that that is now lost. But uh, I'm interested to hear from Sean first because this is the first time you really properly. You mentioned you played it when it first came out, but didn't play it with other people. With didn't it. know what yeah, was yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah. This is the first proper few games that you played i mean we played yeah. about four or five games four, four or five matches we lost them all yeah I, I, i'm but... so gutted about that because it, it wasn't a vintage night just because we, we well, got no, spammed, the, but... let me explain one of the problems was that it was a free-to-play weekend so there was a lot of people that had played it for hours and hours and hours going into casual mode which you can only play until you're level 20 um and just being a taking out the trash doing, <laughs> yeah, just like running outside the house and, and shooting people straight away because they've played it for so long, they know all the spawn points, they know where you're coming from, and they can just take you out completely. So that was a bit mm. frustrating. However, Sean did have a taste of how good that game could be. When we had <laughs> one of the middle matches, we were 2-0 down, so they only needed to win one more, and they were dickheads, right? another team of dickheads. We managed to bring it back 2-2. Now, we lost 3-2, but... When we brought it back to 2 2, it, that's what Rainbow Six, that's how good Rainbow Six can be, right? Because yeah. to bring it back to 2 2, Sean was against one other guy, and it was a really tense moment. Myself and Matt were watching his screen because we were both dead, cheering him on, trying to direct him to where the other person was. <laughs> then we see the guy come out, get totally disorientated with where Sean was, and Sean <laughs> popped his. There was also that moment as well where you were being hunted by a guy with a shield. And you were like, what do I do? I'm trying to shoot. And, and then me and Matt just shouted, go for his feet at the same time. And you popped <laughs> him in the toe and he fell down and died. Like, yeah. they're, they're the moments that you play that game for. Definitely. But I'm just yeah. interested, as someone who's trying it properly for the first time, what did you make of it? So it is, like, it is brilliantly intricate. And I get how smart, like, all the systems are and how diverse all the characters are. Um, and, like, I totally get why you love it so much i think just personally i haven't got time for it like i feel like i can put titanfall 2 on and like immediately have loads more fun whereas i think rainbow six siege requires a lot more patience I, I it's, it's, to, it's totally different like, i don't you can't even compare them it's like it's like saying yeah oh, i'm doing the i'm doing the this. i'm doing the tights and overwatch thing again where it's like they're not really that similar it's just i feel like I I need to pick which one I'm I've got time for, you know. That's true. I mean, if if to get the most out of um, Rainbow Six, especially at this point, you've got to put a fuckload of time into it because you've yeah. you've got to learn all the maps, all the operatives, know mm -hmm. what things to look out for, what to do, what not to do. Um, mm. Yeah. So without putting that amount of time into the game, you're you're literally going to be logging in every now and then, getting shot to pieces, and then just getting frustrated like. But it, the, mm. the way you're putting it makes like, it sounds like it's a lot of work. I feel like if you ha if you and all your crew all bought this game 
it wouldn't feel like work and and no and, absolutely and, 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 yeah you're and, totally you'd right. probably play every night and you'll love it and yes you might be putting more hours into it but it's a game you you want to and you'll be happy to do it and and it's it's really fa- fantastic learning the intricacies of the maps and the different operators so it sounds like it's a lot of work but i think if you had a crew that all bought it and all enjoyed it i think you'll have a great time yeah you're t- you're absolutely right there matt yeah I was sounding like that, and um, and it's not like that at all. If you've got a good group of players to play with, um, but yeah. So, what was it like returning to it, Matt? Because now you put um a bit of time into it. Obviously, nowhere near as much as the rest of our group on on Xbox One. Um, but you still put a fair amount into mm. it. So going back to it at this point, what what did you what did you I make? I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it just it made me just remember all the i mean it, it wasn't a great night I, I will say just it was a bit frustrating at the point just because we got hammered but um it's just i I just love that game it's just it, it creates moments uh, in multiplayer games which i haven't haven't had in a long long time it, it's it's not just another twitch shooter you do have to put some thought into it and you do have to like work together and yeah i i, I love the, i love the way it's sort of structured it does feel like it's a much more tighter sort of esports experience than a lot of the other games that, that I play, and I just think, yeah, I think I think it's mm. brilliant. I think it just made me want to play that a lot, really. Um, yeah, and I mean, when when you're in a ranked match, this happened to me this week. I was in a ranked match, and it was pretty similar to the game that we played, where we were three nil down, getting bad, not even taking like one of their team out. It was one of those, but you know that game. That that match that we played on Radio Six on Friday, where there was one where we'd set up the room, and all of a sudden the timer had ticked over and the game had started properly, and literally within about thirty seconds, five operators burst into the room we were defending and took us all down in about you know like two seconds from entering the room we were all dead, right. <laughs> It was those sort of moments, and we were thinking, oh, you can't quit because you get punished for doing that in Rainbow Six uh, in ranked mm-hmm. mode. So we were just like, oh, just just get this over with. Then we bought it back and won five three. So we won five on the trot to beat them. Uh, there was no, I, I mean, we've got like group chats, and I was just going, that I, there's no feeling like that. There was no feeling like that. <laughs> Absolutely, just turning the game on its head through outthinking them rather than just you know having quicker reactions or whatever. We worked yeah. out what operators they were using how best to best to um you know make them useless if you know what i mean oh they were always thermiting through the door okay let's make the door electric by putting batteries on it and it works <laughs> like we were funneling them through through certain points of the map and then totally totally ripping them to pieces um that's why i love that game and uh it's just a hard sell now isn't it i mean the the, the launch has gone um, and as Sean says, it's he feels that he's got a lot to do to get up to that level. So, mm. I mean, it definitely made me want to just, well, one buy the game, but also just like pay for a year two pass now, just just straight away. But buy it, <laughs> buy it, Matt. Get on the get on the Xbox One. Don't even get the season pass. Just get on the Xbox One. It's cheap enough. Yeah, because I've still got. I've you should definitely buy it now. And in all my operators, if I get... yeah, oh, you've definitely got that. And we we have been playing it a hell of a lot like recently. Um, and it'd be great to have you back on the yeah. team. Definitely. Saving money for Switch, innit? Uh, yeah, I do want to get back into it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. You're getting the Switch over a big range. That's a, that's a poor life decision. Right, okay, that's <laughs> enough of that game. You've heard enough of it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm just looking down the list now, so I'll quickly do my Mafia 3 thing. I've played a hell of a lot more Mafia 3. Um, I stopped playing last time 
when I shouldn't have stopped playing because you know everyone says that the beginning of that game is brilliant um I had no idea because I was uh, two missions away from seeing why it was so brilliant and Jesus Christ it's it's a revenge story but that the bit where the revenge starts right so the reason for the revenge sorry is up there with the beginning of Kill Bill you know what I mean? You know when you see the beginning right. of Kill Bill and there's a bride shot in the head on the floor mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. all of her guests are being shot and everything and you sit there and you have that moment it's just kind of, I really, really hope <laughs> that she, he gets his comeuppance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like that. I was just like, the, when the moment happens and I won't spoil it, I was kind of like, fucking hell, Lincoln, we are going to smash their faces in. When we get... <laughs> It's so well done. The problem is, after that point, it it the actual playing the game isn't particularly fun. And uh, whereas Mafia Two used to go cutscene mission, cutscene like story developing, story developing, cutscene, cutscene, this seems to try and introduce too many open world elements and too many things that you could do with uh, double-crossing people and putting people in charge of separate gangs and here's group of, groups of people that you need to infiltrate and take down and stuff like that. And I was just kind of like, okay, but I just want to get on with the story. That's what mm. these Mafia games are good at. Um, they're not too good at the combat and the open-world stuff. They're not terrible, but they're like pure 6, 7 out of 10 with that stuff. Um, so whereas the story felt like a proper 8, 9 when when I hit that sort of plot point, um, I just wanted levels or missions that were based around shit that you needed to do in the story, not here's a, here's a business that you need to walk into and kill the boss of and then put someone <laughs> else in charge of that business. Like, I was just kind of like, ah. Oh. And then when I did that once, it then said, oh, go and talk to him and then he will point you at another business. And I'm like, oh, mate, don't make me do that again. Like... Make me do stuff like at the beginning of the game, there's a heist and there's a mission where you have to break into the police station and where you have to break out of the police station. And then there's a big chase scene at the end of it and stuff like that. And I'm like, that ties in with the story at that time. That's mm-hmm. cool. But now I'm like trying to build up my, um, my mob and my gangsters. And it's kind of, instead of going, Oh, he met this guy by doing this, job with this guy and this is how their relationship developed it's none of that it's go here and clear out that room okay i've done that okay now go here and clear out that room that's not that's not what i want from a mafia game (laughs) um but i'm gonna see it through i've knocked it down too easy and it makes it so much better because as i say the combat's not the best thing about the game so i don't want to be stuck in combat for ages i just want to literally walk into a room and pop heads and then move on that's fine and you could do that in easy mode so i'm enjoying it a lot more now um i like there's there's some neat touches in there that uh i haven't really seen i've seen variations of it in other games but um there's uh, a a cool thing it does right is you know that there's in gta games there's a gun shop ammunition you want to go and get yeah. new guns you want to go and get ammo you go to the shop and it's just a little bit dull isn't it and especially if the open world isn't that great so now you've just got a mo- not a mobile phone you've got like a radio and you can call a, a guy in a van to come along and sell you out the back of the van. And the idea is that the, the guy's black, and the reason why he hasn't got a shop is because there was a law at the time where black people, that you couldn't sell guns to black people in America. 
Right. And that that's how that's how they've incorporated the nastiness of the past in with gaming elements and it works. It doesn't feel nasty, it doesn't feel mm-hmm. chucked in there or used. It fucking works for that thing. Um and there are several different things in that game where they do that. So whereas before, last time we spoke about it, I said the race stuff seemed a bit forced and mm-hmm. a little bit too, you know, one note. Uh, that that's kind of taken out now um and and it's dropped in properly where it feels like it's used in in not a real well i guess a realistic way like it feels like it's not resting on that stuff uh throughout the whole time and i, I think that's important uh because that that was mm-hmm. what was sort of repelling me away from that that game a little bit and now i'm kind of like actually it's just using it in context of this story correctly. Is you know, is it's not overbearing, but there's this underlying sort of race stuff based around this, and it's not just restricted to that either. So if you commit a crime in that world, you uh, and someone sees you commit that crime, they run to a telephone box, they call the police, right? If you do that in a predominantly black area the police very rarely show up to respond to that call. If you do it in a white middle-class area, the police show up in, like, loads of them that turn up, right? And, again, that represents that attitude in that time period, and it uses it in that way that makes sense. Do you see mm. what I'm saying? Do you? Do you... Yeah, it's good. yeah, like, it's it's gamified, but in a way it doesn't feel crass. Like yeah, it yeah. It sounds it, it, quite interesting, yeah. Exactly, and... um. And that stuff is interesting. It's brilliant to look at the way that they've incorporated that nasty side of that time period into mm-hmm. the game without making it feel shitty and forced and nasty. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the only other problem that I've got at the moment is that I the Italian mob are not in this game enough. And I know it's coming because I've already been introduced to them, uh, but I can't wait to sort of get wrapped up in, in that because that's, you know, part of the reason why I love uh, Mafia 2 is that I really like the uh, the Italian Mafia of that time period. I don't really like them, but I like the sort of... That mob was just... What they did was just crazy. So it's, like, interesting to... And I know it's been done to death or whatever, but I'd like that stuff, so what can you do? And so I can't wait to see how Lincoln gets wrapped up in that side of things, because I know it's coming. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with it for now, because the shitty side of that game is not putting me off just yet. I just hope Mm -hmm. I don't get through this next part of the game and it goes, oh, there's, there's some more houses and businesses that we need you to go and shoot people <laughs> in oh, you know there's only so much of that i can take before i think yeah no i've had enough and what worries me is that i read the igm review recently and it said during my 30 hours with mafia 3 i was kind of like no please don't say there's 30 hours of this please say that he went and did loads of side quests um but we'll see we'll see so that was mafia 3 oh, you'll probably hear my final verdict at some point hopefully um who wants to go next? Shall I talk about Ghost Recon Mildlands? Did you actually get to play it then? Which is not the real title of the game, but a hilarious joke about it being shit. Go on. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I was in the, the beta, um, and right, I didn't spend a lot of time with it because I've never been so instantly repulsed by a game <laughs> Okay, so what? Cause, see, Look, I, I'm in the. I got in the beta as well, and I played it for about yeah. twenty minutes. I thought it was, yeah. it was, it's all right. I don't think it was. You only managed twenty minutes though. Yeah, 
Can't have been that good. <laughs> well, no, because I had other things to do, but, you know, and I, I didn't get back to it, but... No, watching paint dry. Like, I've got a life, innit? <laughs> um, no, I just... Uh, so straight away, I, just, I mean, I didn't appreciate the, the feel of the controls, but, I mean, you know, you can get over that. And then I got in... What a, was wrong oh, with so the there's like a whole like, intro... What, what was wrong hmm? with the controls? They just felt sluggish and unresponsive and shit. Which, I mean, maybe this is just another, like, you know off the back of Titanfall 2 everything feels a bit that way um but I was like you know I, I can I can work through that that's that's fine um yeah there's like there's, there's a really long opening cut scene that I ended up skipping it's like oh there's a man CIA man's been shot so now you get to invade a whole country um and just usual Tom Clancy shit um they've added swearing though at one point I heard a man uh be referred to as an ass fucker okay and uh, another another point, my character called someone a dick holster, so that was good. I uh, felt one. really grown up playing that. Um, was it too edgy again, for so you, a, Sean? You also? Was it too hmm? edgy for you? Was a bit, yeah. yeah was, edge. Oh, do you know, I can't handle this. <laughs> it feels a bit feels a bit satanic, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> so got in a in a car, and they've done this like. The driving, you could you just slide about constantly, which normally I'm up for, but here it was like to the point that it was a bit irritating. I could barely drive in a straight line. Um, See, I, I didn't get that at and, all. And it's like, well, because okay. also, because you start off and you're like on a dirt track, and it's like, that's yeah. kind of why it's sliding around a lot. And then when you get on a road, yeah, it's not like, like that. <laughs> but you, like, you can basically drive up walls, right? you can drive wherever you want and it feels a bit like what they did with no man's sky where they were like we don't ever want the player to be in a situation where they can't get out so let's just make it so that they can just go anywhere which sort of then makes the terrain a bit pointless meaningless yeah. like it might as well all be flat um so i was having a good laugh uh driving up cliff faces and stuff in a in a truck that was pretty funny um and then got into a fight and absolutely hated it. Um, so it's got the whole, you know, the sort of Far Cry style thing of like scouting places out, spotting all the enemies. Um, and I did that. Um, but again, I just, once I was actually fighting people, it's like the, even like the, the hit detection marker that comes up, you know, in every game when you get shot, there's like a little indicator that tells you which direction you got shot from. But in this, it points. Like it points at where the guy is on the screen, not like relative to you. So if you get shot in the back, or like say, yeah, say, say if you get shot from some shot by someone who's in front of you, but on the screen they're sort of down and to the right, that's where the marker will point. But every other game you've ever played one of those things, like you make that you see that marker and you think, oh, someone's behind me to the right. So you start spinning around and then you just keep getting shot because obviously the guy's in front of you. It just feels horrible. Um, so I just thought, yeah, do you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> it's going off. Just, I just did not appreciate anything about it at all. I, 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 I had a choice and I really wanted to play it, but then I heard so much negativity about mm. it, I just thought, no. So I, I didn't even load yeah. it up in the end. See, I, I mean, I saw people saying it looks like a PS3 game. I think that's unfair. looks all right. I thought it looked pretty good. Um, I wasn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know I I didn't do any of those stuff because I I skipped all the cutscenes. I just got in a in a car. That's that's fair. I just drove yeah. over somewhere and found a helicopter, and then got mm. in that and started flying around. Attacked somewhere on the map, and it blew some people up. I was like, it's, it's all mm. right. 
it's, no, fair enough. I mean, like, you know, um, me and Andy Hamilton have talked a lot in the past about how, like, you know, like amazing stories we got from playing, like, Mercenaries 2. That's not a good game. Mm. Um, but it was all about, you know, tools were there to allow you to do stupid shit. And maybe that is here. It just, um, I felt like there were just so many barriers to me. Just felt like I couldn't learn the world and what my capabilities were. I'll tell you what, this um, is a bit of a shame though. Well, okay, from my perspective, it's a shame, but they, the way that this is an example of like what Ubisoft are doing increasingly now though with their games though, like shifting mm. everything over to this sort of like an open world and then just sticking mm. like whatever in it, you know, like yeah, so this time they start Ghost Recon in it yeah. and, yeah. you know, and then just, I don't know, it, it means and like they're, they're not focusing on like creating like good stories anymore. I mean, okay, it's debatable yeah. whether they ever did, but you know, I, I liked some of their stuff, but <laughs> You know, it's it's like now they're just focusing on that idea of like, you know, it's the player that's generating the stories and stuff. So we'll just give them this big open world and stuff. But I don't know. I I, I don't know. Sometimes I like I like a like a well crafted like you know single player experience or even co op experience, which is a bit more sort mm. of concentrated. And this certainly yeah. isn't that. It's just uh, mm. yeah, go around and make your own fun kind of thing. Mm. Which normally I'm I'm well up for. It's just like I say, I just felt like the tools weren't there or mm-hmm. I just wasn't. All I say is that I remember the Rainbow Six beat was not well received either. So mm -hmm. uh, there's still hope for it. Um, Yeah. We'll have to wait and see, I think. Too too early to call. Okay, so Mm. is there any other games on that list that we've missed? Um, I've got Yakuza Zero. Yakuza. Yeah, how are you getting on with that? Well, you see, I've played some more of that now. In fact, I've been playing it all the time. Well, not all the time, but, you know, like every night since, um, since we talked last week. And it's kind of shaping up so far to be my game of the year. Like so far, I'm mean, only in like February or whatever. But it's it's really good. <laughs> it's a really good game. And I mean, one of the things I talked about last week was the combat. And like, Tamor was talking about this on Twitter, and I kind of agree with him. It's 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 reasonably satisfying, um, especially as you unlock sort of more moves and more styles. But it's not really that great. Like it's quite repetitive. And it's never really like sort of competitive either. Uh, but I don't know. For me, it just feels more about being stylish rather than playing it. And it, it doesn't really feel like it's the core of the game anyway, because that's kind of the story of the side missions. And I think what it is is, I mean, the point at which I realised that I'd been properly sort of absorbed or grabbed by this game was at the start of chapter three. And this is where the game switches to another character, and you go to like another location, and there's like a fifteen minute cutscene at the beginning. And it's one of those things where normally when there's a cutscene of like that kind of length, which is kind of insane, you'd be thinking, you know, the, you know, what, what's going on here? But I got totally dragged into this, and to the point where, as I was saying to Sean earlier, I forgot I was playing the game. I was just watching the cutscene <laughs> and really enjoying it. It was just really, really fascinating, and I just didn't care that I wasn't in control anymore because I just wanted to see how how the sort of the story was going to pan out. And it's the story stuff that is really interesting. And from the start, it's it it sort of it you know it goes up a notch as as the game goes on like it just keeps on getting more and more interesting. I mean, it seems so far because I, I know so little about this franchise, even though I probably should do because you know previous as I said about Shemu and stuff. But it it seems I mean there's two characters in this and both of them are sort of these characters that are like being chucked out in the cold you know, and they're trying to get back into like the Yakuza again, but. It's they both have a kind of a different approach, and the second character, who's Goro uh, Majima, he's kind of more interesting because he's sort of more willing to go to sort of dubious lengths to like get back into the Yakuza again, and 
it's just the world you see the thing with the world the world is the main story is just really really dark and sort of kind of depressing but the side quests like really lighten the tone and because they're largely ridiculous and that's what I've enjoyed playing. It's been it's the main story is really quite gripping, and it becomes more and more interesting as you go along. But then it's just broken up by these side missions, which are just so fun and so interesting. So I mean, so far, so far, I've helped a rock band sound more tough, as I talked about last week. I've I've <laughs> stopped a girl from selling her used underwear to perverts. Um, I've helped to arrange a film shoot for a cooking TV program. I love it again. <laughs> I love it that you know that he's written this stuff and he's reading. No, you can got, instantly got, tell he's reading to, his little list. I had to put these down because I was trying to remember which one I've done. I got involved in a long, long-running feud with a woman in her sixties over cue jumping, and this resulted uh, in her calling me a pervert and calling the police. And then my character just described her as the anti-boner, which was um, which was pretty good, but um. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's really, really fun to play, and it's just, it just keeps sort of dragging me back in. I mean, every night I want to just continue to see where these quests, like where these quests are going. I mean, there's this guy who's a self-confessed like sort of sex addict, and he just he walks around like the first time I saw him, I, did I did I send you that picture, Dave? And um, which one, Matt? The one of the guy in the nightclub who was just in his pants. I don't think so. No. no. Okay, because that, that was another part. Like, you go into this nightclub and there's a guy, like, off in the distance, but you can see him, and he's just gyrating around in his pants, and it just looks really <laughs> odd. And then later on, you're walking along the street, and he just comes up to you and just says, yeah, I'm a pretty much a sex addict. Um, I'm looking around for hot <laughs> girls around the city. Do you want to get in on that? And, uh, yeah, it's just... <laughs> what did you do, James? <laughs> what do you think? And this, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, you were bang all, all over it. But it's it's so easy to get involved in these side quests, and it like even though like the thing with the side quests is that they are mostly just like go here, talk to this person, have a fight, or pick something up. But then I don't really care because like the payoff from doing that, it's usually either funny or it's weird or it's kind of like touching. And it's just, it's just really, really, a really nice game. I mean, once I've finished the main story, I, I just want to go back and find all these other side missions because there's just so many of them, and they're so bizarre. So, so it sounds like all the stuff I've, I've obviously heard you say, but also stuff I've seen and read on Twitter about these funny characters, funny side missions. That seems at odds with the the serious and dark main storyline. Yeah, does that is that not a bit weird? No, because for some reason it still really works, um, and I don't really know how, which is the thing. I don't really know how they've managed to do this, because like, there's some really sort of poignant moments, like really sort of like a lot of pathos and everything with things that are like, you know, during the story, and then suddenly, like I said, there's this really odd stuff going on as well, And it, but it does kind of work. I mean, the only thing that maybe is maybe not so good about the game is that I mean, the missions are, like, very prescribed, like, in what you have to do, and it's no way... I mean, people say that this is kind of like a Japanese sort of take on, like, Grand Theft Auto open world games, but I don't really think it is. But, because whenever you, like, undertake a mission, it's it's really prescribed. It's not... You know, like in GTA or Watch Dogs or whatever, you can sort of approach missions in kind of any way that you want to, really, to get, like, the result. You can't do that in this. I mean, this is like, they know exactly... They're funneling you down somewhere. But it still doesn't feel forced, and even though there is this sort of weird dichotomy between like the uh you know the, the sort of the main story missions and then you know the the weirder stuff it it just still works i i don't know i don't know why but it it just does so does this does this make you more or less excited for Shenmue 3 um that's difficult because 
I don't know because I'm I'm very I wouldn't say I'm skeptical about Shenmue three because I really want it to happen, but I know it's not going to be what whatever I want it to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm kind of I'm I'm just hoping for something which is going to conclude the story. I'm I'm not expecting it to be like as good as this. To be honest, yes, yeah, so, I mean, but uh, I mean, f- from the outside, this it felt like the Yakuza series felt like the modern version of a Shenmue done right. Would you agree, yeah. or is that not the case? Aside, as, uh, they're too different. To be honest, in 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 many ways, they're they're just really not the same kind of game. I mean, there's superficial like similarities between them, but they're I'd say that they're they they've they've really gone in two totally different directions, and I I don't think they're really that similar. Okay. Uh, do, uh, do you want now? Want to go and play the other games? How many other games are there? Uh, I think there's been is there six others as well as this one. Right. I'm not sure. It's been tons of them, and yeah. I've completely lost track. I, I thought. Yeah, they... I thought is. I thought. I think Yakuza Five was the latest one, so this must be the six. Yeah, there. And then were... there's spin-offs, aren't there? There's Dead Souls. There's oh, wow, Ishin. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> Dead Souls was shit, right? That was. It's been like everyone kicked off because Dead Souls was one of the few that Sega bothered to release here, and it didn't sell because even fans knew it was bad. Yeah. And then Sega went, "No one buys Yakuza games. We're not releasing any more of them." But they, I mean, they did. They did another one. I mean, because I've I've heard though that they sell pretty well, like in Japan anyway. They they do pretty well. Oh yeah. But it's just, yeah, yeah. um, I mean, they, there was another one I remember reading about that was set like in sort of like feudal Japan, like a, a longer time ago. Yes. And I don't yeah, think yeah. that got released. But then yeah. that happens a lot because that happened with Phoenix Wright as well. Because, you know, they released like a mm-hmm. Phoenix Wright that was like um, oh, yeah, set yeah. a long time ago. And they, yeah, they didn't bother to, uh, to you know, do a translation of that, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. But um, I know it's I, I want to keep going with it because it's um, it's a really, really good game. I've not. I mean, you know, like I usually get pretty depressed about games. Like I'm not really. <laughs> I don't really go in for like the huge hyperbole stuff. But this is this has really touched me. Actually, it's um not in a weird way. Um, it's good. <laughs> cool. All right, then it was uh the, the, that's everything we've got on our list. But I noticed that you haven't uh put Yoshi's Woolly World down there, um, yeah. which was in, which was funny last week because you. <laughs> You made a big deal about how you were under embargo and you couldn't possibly talk about it, but the show was out after the um, it, the embargo was lifted. So uh, you, you, you're an idiot. Is basically what I'm saying here. <laughs> yeah, I, I made a bit of a mistake with that. It, well, because I thought I thought it was actually later in the week, but then it turns out it wasn't, and I made a mistake. And I was gonna, Excellent. I was gonna reveal to you the fact that it was a, that I made a mistake, but then I thought he won't notice. But then, like you always do, so yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> what, what did what did you give it? Um, I'm giving. I'm well. I'm going to give it a nine. I'm. I'm just finishing off the review. But yeah, hold it, on. The review's good. already on Spong, isn't it? I'm sure I saw no, it. It's not on Spong. It's not on Spong. It hasn't no, written yet. It'll be, it'll be June. I've read it. Unbelievable, James. How long done. have you had to write this review? <laughs> it's a complex game, David. I've got to break it all down. <laughs> Yoshi's Woolly World and Poochie. Complex game. Is what you're giving it a nine? Yeah, it's going to get a nine. It's, it's um, so good, isn't it? It's really, really good. Yeah, it's um, I had a lot what's of fun the, with it. What's the conversion like? Does it still look good on the? 3DS yeah, yes. I mean, it doesn't look as good, obviously, as the Wii U, but it still looks. It still looks really good. I mean, I just feel it's just it's a masterclass in like um, you know, level design. It's it's so much fun. But if, yeah. if you played the Wii U version, is there much point picking this up? No idea. I've not played it. <laughs> uh, probably not. I mean, I mean, I'm assuming not. Uh, yeah. But yeah, anyway, okay, cool. Fine. Should we get on to questions? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we've got some emails. If you want to email us, it's uh, the commuter game show at gmail.com. First one's from Lee. Uh, he says, Hi guys, loving the show. 
I'm working my way backwards through the Joypod shows. Would like to know more about your history, how you guys met, uh, what you do, and also what happened to Michael. Uh, that's from Lee. Right. Okay. We've got uh, many people have heard this story. I'll be very, very quick. This is the abbreviated version of it. Um, so I wanted to get into radio when I was at school. I went to school, hated radio coming out of school, uh, found a new love for stand up comedy, did some stand up comedy. I was living, living in London, but then my job moved to Milton Keynes. Not really much. I think comedy is outlawed in Milton Keynes, so um, <laughs> there was nowhere to do any gigs. So I, it was just as Ricky Gervais started his uh, podcasting, and I listened to a couple of those. I thought, actually, we could probably cobble something together, but I don't know anyone, and I don't want to do one on my own. Uh, the only other person I knew in Milton Keynes was Michael Fox, who I'd met through Rollmuck Forum and on various forum meets and stuff. So we met up in Milton Keynes and I said let's do a podcast and he said yes okay so we recorded a podcast together and then it built from there uh and did did pretty well I think we we did all right it was it was good fun um and then towards the end of Joy Pod just as it ended uh I got my wife up the stick didn't I um so <laughs> so then I had to quit because I had no time to do a podcast uh and that's how it ended Michael moved to America that's the story right isn't it yep yeah yeah, that was Joypod. And now this is the computer game show. What's better? Who knows? This is. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's the history. Next question. Okay, so, uh, so hi gents. Is there a single component of what constitutes a game that if the developer completely nails, it becomes a lot easier for you to forgive uh, other flaws said game might have? For example, I'm a sucker for great uh, sound design, and I know, and and I know I forgive Bioshock Infinite for a lot of sins because of it. Songbird is an auditory masterclass. Thanks, guys, Josh. Uh, that is a, a fantastic example. Um, Bioshock Infinite certainly had uh, some shortcomings. I mean, we all remember that ghost battle, which was absolutely <laughs> appalling. Um, but, yeah, I loved it for the story. I adored the story. And I know that a lot of people are like, mm, but it's just shit sci-fi that we've heard before. I still thought it was fantastic. And the, the reveals mm. were brilliantly done. The world building at the start of that game was incredible. Um, so, yeah, so although it did have things wrong with it, um, I didn't see the shooting as such a big issue because that wasn't why I loved that game, if you know what I mean. And there's loads mm. of games like that, that, tons of them. I mean, we were speaking about, well, I was speaking about Mafia 2 and, and you know, that's clearly a 6 out of 10 game, but with <laughs> characters and a storyline that, that made me bump it up because I really fucking love the character and the storyline in those games, you know? Yeah, it's absolutely the um, same for me. And it's, I mean, I've played through a lot of crap, like adventure games and stuff, just because, as in like mechanically crap, but the story's interesting and it's, yeah. It's that's what always hooks me in with stuff. Last Guardian's your recent example, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I total could... pump. Ugh, don't don't start that. <laughs> yeah. Come on, we'll, we'll, we'll clip that sound effect as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, story's a an obvious one. Um, obviously, like it's a fucking nebulous thing to say, but just the feel of a game like Destiny Year One, we should not put that much time into that game like all the you know the mmo shit that just didn't really work and involve loads of grinding and stuff didn't feel like grinding no it was just such an inherently enjoyable yeah. thing that to shooting play. Was, the shooting was so, so good, so good. <laughs> yeah yeah 
God, Destiny um, 2, that's going to be a to shoot, isn't it? That's going to be fascinating to see what happens there. Yeah, fingers crossed. Nintendo um, Switch yeah. exclusive. Yeah, I was going to say, you're kidding, but if that Patrol was revealed, away, then yeah. fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it, if it yeah, come yeah. out on the Switch, then I'm playing it on the Switch. There's no Simple way it's coming out on the Switch. It's never going to happen. Wait, if they can port the 360 version. Yeah. Well, they'll have 16 million units in people's hands by then. So, that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. Units. So it'll be worth the investment. Um, yeah. yeah. No, seriously, if Destiny come out on the Switch, then that's what I'm playing it on. <laughs> it's as mm. simple as that. The amount of times I was playing Destiny and just thinking, while Joe's watching EastEnders, I could be just doing some <laughs> bounties and some patrol missions right about yeah. now. By Vita, <laughs> could have done that. But, so, yeah. No, it's not the same though, is it? It's missing fucking buttons. But, but it, no, but the implementation on Vita is brilliant. Like, ask Matt; even he agrees with me on this one. Yeah. How? What? It's it. It puts four button controls on the uh, on the rear touchpad. No, it doesn't. It uses the um, it uses the D pad for like extra stuff. I found it. Uh, I did not enjoy playing it on the Vita. Like I did it a couple of times and was like, "Yes, it's okay." And then when I was able to then switch to the PS4, I was like, "Oh no, yeah, it's a it different is a different game." game but it, it, you can still do patrol missions and and gather resources yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I did that a fair bit. That's fair. That's fair. But there's no with the Switch version. There is none of that. There's actually you're playing it on the, the Switch version that we've now decided is definitely, <laughs> it's definitely real. Like, <laughs> no, if it came out on the Switch, there'd be none of that. It, you obviously can It would be the us. game in yeah, your hand. Probably native version versus remote play, but uh, it, remote play. You're also it, talking it, about like a Switch version that you know won't be in any way compromised. You know, compared <laughs> <laughs> that would be exactly the same. <laughs> like, all right, so the frame rate would be gash, but still. You'd have the full controls. And it'll be running through Nintendo's excellent servers. Yeah, uh, as soon as you get your friend code. <laughs> as soon as you get to the tower, you've got to, like, you know, add 16 friend codes. See, that's one <laughs> of the other things about Zer's Fire Emblem. friend code so I could spend my money this time this week? That was the other <laughs> thing about Fire Emblem, though, is I thought they, they were going to fix all yeah. this stuff, and it's still, they're nah. using those awful friend codes. Oh, I'll tell you the it's weird like, thing about yeah. that is, so I added you, Sean, I added um, you, Farley. I obviously deleted it. Mm-hmm. To like you know to to re-roll and now I've lost you as friends. I, I would mm-hmm. assume it would have just like kept that. So You're kidding? I don't know if I've got a new friend yeah. code now, or what, but I've now I've got no friends again. So that's weird. Yeah. You see, what's happened is that they've just unfriended you, and they mm. <laughs> and they yeah. haven't told you about <laughs> you it. You can use this as an yeah. excuse. No, this it. is a bit awkward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but Matt, any games that that um, you put up with despite clear flaws? Um. I mean, I've recently talked about Last Garden. That's my most recent example. The story was fantastic, but there was a lot of issues with that. I generally don't play bad games. If a game's really bad, I just stop playing it usually. Um, And I can't really think of an example of a game that's super special in some areas, but just terrible in others, um, other than Last Garden recently. Okay, next question. When is Dave ever going to finish Bloodborne and or Metal Gear Solid 5? Easily the best two games of 2015. That's from John Denton. Probably not. Next question. <laughs> I'm so surprised you haven't okay. finished Bloodborne. Told. I got way, way far into it. I, like, I got to the... I guess... Is this a right analogy? Because I, like, I, this is what it sounds like, Sean. That I got yeah. past Ornstein and Smo of that game. And then never went back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because uh, you should finish Rom, it, though. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I got past Rom and then never went back. I don't know what happens. 
with those games, I really, really enjoy them. And then a switch goes in my head and says, I'm not going to stop playing this for a little bit. And then I've never got the bottle to go back and load it up back. again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you should, man. Bloodborne is a, is an all-timer. I should, but I, I, I know I should, but I won't. <laughs> and there was... All right, well, that's... Uh, there was, there was a I long, tried. I tried. <laughs> but <it's> no. <laughs> there was a long period where I was like saying to myself, no, I am definitely going back to Bloodborne. And I just never mm-hmm. got round to it. No. Yeah. I keep, Shame about I keep meaning to go back to Dark Souls because I want to play Dark Souls 2, but... I don't know. It's just, it's the commitment of thinking I'm going to have to, because I see what you mean. I mean, going back is difficult, I think, for a game like that, because it's like you get into like the mindset of it and the rhythm, and then it's like getting back into that is difficult, I think. Yeah, you've got to learn Dark it all Dark Souls again. 3 but, is a 10 but, out of Asda right now, Farley, so you should buy that as well, so you've got Dark Souls 2 <laughs> and 3 ready to go. Why would you, I still don't <laughs> understand why you would go for three over, uh, for 2 over 3. Because it's, you know, it's play the next one, isn't it? I want to see what happens next. See, you can't, you'll miss out on the story. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but come on. <laughs> like, if it's taken you this amount of effort to boot a new one of those games up... But like, two's supposed to be good, though, isn't it? I mean, it's supposed to be not as good as the first, but it's supposed to be still a, a solid game. Yeah, Scholar of the First Sin is is wicked. Like, it's it's a massive... Imp- like the, Dark Souls 2 was pretty good anyway. Scholar of the First Sin really... Puts it up there, and you're not so, you're not yeah. interested in saying, okay, well, how about I go for Blood, Bloodborne instead? Mm, or me? Yeah. Well, no, because you told me that if I played that, I wouldn't want to play a Dark Souls game again. So it's like, <laughs> what? No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. It, when you got when? Bloodborne, when you got Bloodborne, you you were going on about it for ages, and you were just like, yeah, you can't. If you play that, then you wouldn't be able to play Dark Souls too, because it will seem like really slow and rubbish by comparison. No, I said if you started, if you started on this was before you played Dark Souls. If you started on Bloodborne mm-hmm. and you went to Bl- Dark Souls, I think you'd think, "Why is this so slow? Why have I got to use my shield all the time?" But then, to be yeah, fair, uh, you played through Dark fair. Souls pretty much shieldless. Like you did, you you did have a shield, but you didn't use it. When I when I saw you playing it uh, when you come over just before you completed it, you were just running around with no shield, <laughs> and I was kind of like, "This is." good because this is not how i played it and it's interesting to watch you someone who's playing their first play like not use a shield much i think i think you would love bloodborne for two reasons one um because you played a lot of dark souls without shield uh and you know you did a lot of that two-handed stuff and two york you are something we didn't mention last week when we talk about fear and horror games and stuff james has got the thickest skin out of the four of us with with scary games (laughs) um and i think you would appreciate that side of it because the one of the reasons why i had to stop playing bloodborne was that those games are so tense regardless of what you're fighting against so if you're not scared of what you're fighting against you're still properly on the end of your seat gripping onto your pad heart racing but when you add horror in on top of that you're like whoa i can i was able to do it but at the same time i was like real it was putting me through my paces like i could only really play it for about an hour and a half max in one sitting and that because i was just getting too you know tensed up um but I think you'd be fine with that side of it, and I think in fact, in fact, you'd actually appreciate like the the setting and the and the style of it. Yeah, maybe because mm. yeah, because I, I, that's the thing. I mean, it's not like boasting or anything, but I don't really get that worked up by stuff like that's on like on TV or whatever. I don't know. Just maybe I just don't. Maybe I just had no feelings. I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> Would not be surprised if we cut you open. There was just like wires under there. <laughs> yeah, pretty dead <laughs> inside. 
a cynicism chip. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to fail, David. It's going to fail. It's... <laughs> right, go on, next question. Okay, we've got tweets. Um, so if you want to tweet us, it's um, at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. Uh, Phil Wall says, uh, any news on Matt's effect? Um, nah. I-, I basically spent two weeks um, sorting that stuff out, trying to get things to work. I spent loads of money on like a streaming... Uh, yeah, stream stick, everything, and then I just got fell off of it, stopped, and haven't gone back to it. Um, I'm clearly not going to get any of the games done before um, Mass Effect Andromeda comes out. I'm also not going to kill myself and ruin my life by trying to get them done. So I do want to do some streaming. Uh, Mass Effect might happen at some point. It's certainly not going to happen pre Andromeda. Um, are you going to get Andromeda? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I, I'm definitely, I would definitely like to. Um, what when's it out? Twenty twenty of March, right? Late March. Yeah, late yeah, March. Um, yeah. I, I would mm. definitely like to. Uh, there's loads of good games coming out in a very short space of time, but that's definitely one of the games I'd, I'd like to. And I don't. I I think ordinarily I would have tried to get the earlier games done. I feel like this one feels like enough of a departure. That I can probably just jump straight into it, and it looks like a good one to do that. Um, it does. Yeah, it does seem like a fresh. Yeah, jumping I'll say off you like point. to. Um, so I, I guess I'll see. Right. No, I would. I definitely want to do more streaming. Uh, just to, you know. I I just ha- I haven't let it sort of consume me this time, so maybe at some point, but mm-hmm. no no news. Okay, come on, James. Okay, Komutni says um, the NFL season ended with the Patriots ruining the dreams of people across the globe. What gaming trend also ended poorly? What what, what does that mean? What it's a bit of a tenuous link there, football. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what, I just don't get what gaming trend ended poorly. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I get. I can't I, think. I can't think of a trend that like ended with a really sort of like oh fuck this moment. They did. They just sort of peter out over time, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Like, like, well, I suppose the biggest crash uh, was probably plastic instruments. Was that or yeah? I'd, I'd go for that. <laughs> See, I'd time. say move more than connect. One. No, but Connect had like all the huge marketing push behind it, and they built an entire console around it for like you know Xbox One, and it has the kind of end poorly. Yeah, it just got yeah, killed. but then Move they bought out and then just pretended it didn't exist. Yeah, but they didn't like bet the whole company on it. Well, not the whole company, but they didn't bet like the whole strategy on that. Yeah, I they? definitely think Connect is a like, much worse example. It's like all building up, building up. It's all about this and the other, and suddenly no, that isn't working for our users. Bang, kill it, and then suddenly that's been it. Yeah. yeah. But but at least they tried. My point is, at least they tried. We've we've moved. They were like, "Here's these new things. They do this. They do that. Are you going to talk about them again ever?" Nah. <laughs> I mean, you, you bought you some of you bought them now and just, just got to pretend that they don't well, exist. Well, when did Move come out? Two thousand eight. So it was. It was uh, it was sort of Wii time, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I don't think that killed yeah. motion gaming, did it? Oh uh, well, no, no, it didn't kill motion gaming. I, I, I definitely, I definitely think uh, uh, the plastic instrument thing was a hard crash, and uh, it was amazing that they tried to bring it out again last year. Yeah, and it mm. just went Sadly. nowhere, did it? I mean, Guitar Hero Live, which is the only one I played, um, is absolutely fantastic. You know, and when I played that game, it felt like I was playing Guitar Hero for the first time again. Uh, what they did yeah. with it was superb, but the world was done with that. 
you know. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> they it didn't want to... they also took down Mad Cats, didn't they? I'm not sure if they had gone out of business, but they certainly had to make loads of it redundant because they basically bet the farm on that. You know, that they, they were making the official mm. uh, rock bands. Uh, I'm sure it was a rock band uh, instruments, and yeah, no one seemed to buy it, and they probably got about a million of them stuck in a warehouse somewhere. Do you remember when the uh, rock band The Beatles come out? I never got, I got that one. That was peak for me. Yeah. You never got the Beatles. Matt, it, it was, was good, so was. good. Yeah. It's, it was so good. Because it was like a semi-documentary, wasn't it? There was like a, a lot of work went into that. I mean, I'm not even a... I'm not particularly like the Beatles, but even I was intrigued. Like jo- Joe's mum loved the Beatles. She was a huge Beatles fan, right? And she mm. was happy just watching us play it because of all the stuff that was going on around it and all the, mm-hmm. you know, the little bits. And I liked the Beatles, right? But after playing that game, I saw them in a completely different, like, a completely different light. And, I, and mm. you know, now I'm a, a big fan of their stuff. Um, you know, mm. obviously not like the biggest fan ever, but like you see that game made me see their music in a new light. And I was like, that, yeah, so it changed my way, the way I looked at that band. But it, that was mm. when they were proper cooking with gas that that was and it was shortly after that that it started you know falling to pieces um mm-hmm. yeah mad and then you had the whole dj hero stuff which is fascinating I anyone that owned dj hero knows how good that game is and it just i remember it didn't it come out for like 80 quid and then within a month you could buy the turntable and the game for about 20 yeah. it was nuts yeah. I think there's a making of or look back or an interview with uh, the the DJ Hero guys in this much Edge magazine, actually. That's like a wrote today. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for that. That was a nice little advert for Edge there. What, they paid you 40 quid? We need to stay stri- strict with this, Matt. Next question. <laughs> 40 quid. <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> the Gary Show or Gatford says, uh, can Capone edit every show? Yep, ideally. No. Okay. Bob Levine says, "Would you rather get in a tub, uh, in a sorry, in a tub, in a bath that's too hot or too cold?" This is a this is a shit overrun midnight resistance <laughs> joke. Shared Next content. Ben Cameron. We, we don't want shared content. If we're sharing content, let's let's make it with someone decent, yeah. Anyway, Ben Cameron says, um, "Apart from the Last Guardian, have any other games made you sick with rage?" Uh, the Cold Sweats, General Fury for any reason. Yes, uh, the final boss of Diddy Kong Racing on the N64. I just... <laughs> Whizpig? Yeah, well, Whiz whatever pig? that was called. I just remember like, hitting hit, hitting him or hitting a bit of scenery and you slowly, slowly drift down to the the, the ground. Oh, God, that, that, was, that was the most annoying thing ever. So the idea was the only way you could really beat him is by hitting every single boost in the track, right? So if you missed a boost... Then that was it. You might as well restart. Oh, I just remember that being infuriating. Um, I remember finishing it, like, but I don't remember being angry at it, but because I was probably a bit younger <laughs> at the time. Uh, Sorry, that's, the only, that's the only time I've ever, I've ever broke a pad, actually, because we just moved into it. Well, my parents moved into a new house, and it, the, at that time, my room, my bedroom had like, um, t- uh, basically, I had like hard flooring. And uh, yeah, I, I threw the controller. Down. I thought it was one of Pokemon, like yellow and blue controllers for N64, but whatever. It's a yellow controller, and yeah, it just like I, I threw it down the ground. Normally, it would just hit carpet, but because it hit this sort of porcelain tiles, whatever they were, um, yeah, it just smashed into bits. And uh, yeah, I've never never gone back to that game. But I haven't said that uh, the idea of a Diddy Kong Racing for Switch, or you know, just a new version of Diddy Kong Racing, 
excites me more than a new Mario Kart, but I haven't played recent Mario Karts. Yeah, you need to play a recent Mario Kart. But who Kart. would love a new Diddy Kong Racing? Uh, yeah, I would, definitely, but it's not going to happen now, is it? Why not? Oh, because... I mean, if you're after that, you could do worse than Sonic All-Stars Racing Transformed. That is true. Scratch is a yep. similar itch. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, they can't do it now because it's a rare game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but they so, own uh, they own all the characters, though, surely. Yeah, but do they own the brand Diddy Kong? Well, I suppose they do, right? That's probably messy in it. That's probably a really yeah. messy. Yeah, because yeah. were rare with um, Microsoft when they released the 3DS version. They yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah, they were. Yeah. So okay, so maybe they can. Right, start That's the petition weird. now. Maybe we'll get more than 22 uh, likes. <laughs> uh, right, you games... Know, so, of... Yeah, you've got to come up with a marketing plan for Oh, them, yeah, Matt. good point, you yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we've thought about this. Uh, no, uh, the ones that have, that have uh, really wound me up are... Few, uh, every Trials game, I get the cold sweats and anger. Um, mm. Pretty much every Battlefield game, when you hit a run of being shot constantly from absolutely nowhere, just the rage... And then I just had a flashback of when I was in my first flat living with Joe, when I was playing FIFA every night, there would there was a coffee table in my front room that I would just whack with my fist. And I remember some days turning off the Xbox, laying down in bed with my eyes wide open because I was too angry to sleep. <laughs> playing f- online FIFA. Oh, mate. Yeah. See, I used to lose my shit at that game. I never get really that angry like when I'm playing games, but I think one I got really, really angry when I played um, Jet Set Radio once, and I destroyed a blind um, by accident. Cause <laughs> by it was, accident. It was this weird. Well, no, because it was this weird bit in the game where you had to. It, it was this bit where I thought that you had to complete something, but you know, to like proceed, but actually you didn't. It was just a bonus area, and I was even more angry when I found that out. But it was that. It was that thing where. I don't know if you remember, with, with Jet Set Radio, the camera was terrible in, like, confined spaces. And you had to do this thing where you had to, like, wall jump, mm. like, all the way to the top of, like, some, you know, to the top of a building. But it was nearly impossible. And I, I nearly got to the top several times. Then one time, I just got so angry that I just, the, I used the pad to uh, to destroy a, a a blind, which was, which is not very good. Yeah. Was, was this, no. was this, um... The the original or Jet Set Radio Future? This is the original on Dreamcast. Because yeah. I remember the... Do you remember the crow level in Future? There was like a crow city. Crow level? No, I don't remember that. There was like a... Yeah, there was like... There was a city level, loads of skyscrapers with railings like between... With like rails between buildings or, or something. Yeah. And I th- for some reason, I think there was loads of crows in it. Um, I remember that being incredibly frustrating because if you fucked up, you just fell off and died. Yeah, like it wasn't just all oh, you fell mm. over for a bit. It was just like, no, you're dead now. It's like, oh, fuck Dude. off. See, the thing with those games <laughs> is they were like amazing soundtrack. They looked brilliant, but the controls were not that great. And like, because yeah, they've not aged as well as people. I think. know. And also, I mean, they re-released them on like iOS, and I just can't imagine what mm-hmm. it'd be like playing that with a touch screen. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's a good point. Pretty bad. Okay, should we move on? Yeah. Yeah, go yeah. on. Okay. Athena Allen says, uh, which Overwatch character would you least like to cuddle? I've no idea because I've not played it. Rob- but... Was it Bastion? Isn't he like a giant robot? Doesn't sound very nice. Yeah, but he has like a little like a little cute bird on his shoulder and stuff, so I think he's secretly yeah, but I a sweetheart. Cuddle a bird. Also, um, is it bad to say that... <laughs> also, is it bad to say... Because like, 
instantly when I thought about this question, I saw it today. My first thought was Bastion because he's metal. But then actually, mm. I just don't want to hug a bloke. <laughs> Do what? You know what I mean? <laughs> especially, especially. Well, at least you're at least you're honest. Especially a stranger. You, you want to have a nice like cuddle. Just a strange I'd bloke. with a bloke than a machine. Really? Yes. What? So, I, just, <laughs> I'm surely going to feel like the never met of before. a human rather than the, a, a fucking machine or whatever Bastion is. So, like, Soldier 76 or, like, Reinhardt, I reckon they'd be pretty good cuddlers. I think you'd feel very safe. No, because you're assuming that they want to cuddle you. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Well, if I have to fight for a cuddle, then, yeah, maybe I don't. This isn't very nice, but let's assume they want to cuddle. Well, the, que- the question isn't... Which Overwatch character would you most want to force yeah. to cuddle you? <laughs> no, but, but, yeah, but surely uh, the think, natural reaction I... is that you don't want to cuddle strangers, right? You don't because that's awkward. So why are you yeah, assuming they're all that stra- they'd be they're cool all with strangers? That? They're all strangers. Yeah, but some so of that's, them that's are a level playing field. Attractive women. So yeah, but yeah, but the same this point is about that. This is which would you least like to cuddle? So of of the men, Dave, straight Dave, <laughs> which would you least like to cuddle? I don't, am I supposed to pretend that I'd be all right with that? Just because... Well, what, what are you saying there, Sean? I don't want to cuddle a bloke. I'm just saying it, mate. It doesn't, who gives a shit? It just... Me? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a throwaway question right. on a podcast. Who cares? No, let's get deep. This is, this is good. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't want to go around cuddling agent... Whatever his name is. Soldier 46. Yeah, but okay, but if, you, but if you had... If you had to pick which one you definitely didn't want to, um, that's the question. Roadhog, I guess. Is it Roadhog? Uh, yeah. no, is that's, Roadhog that's the fair. one that, 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 with the wheel? Uh, no, that's uh, Junkrat. Junkrat, then. Junkrat. Oh, actually, he yeah, looks he's like he fucking, fucking creepy as well. He stinks. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, could, I could hug Bastion because he's yeah. metal and he won't have any feelings either way. Whereas... <laughs> Junk rat stinks, and I'm a bloke. Right, can we can we just move on because this is really boring. <laughs> okay, Andy Palmer yeah. says, "Who would make the best antagonist in a game, and why? Which other member of the pod would be best equipped to beat them? Who would make the best antagonist? Yes, yeah, so which of us would make the best villain As in a game? And then, oh right, okay. Well, we all know the answer, right? Oh. Me." Because <laughs> I'm an asshole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, it is that's the obvious it. answer. I'm the best. I'm the best villain in the, in the game. Everyone wants to see me get my comeuppance. Um, the best protagonist out of the three of you, though, that is a tough call. I mean, yet Surely neither of you James. got it in you. It'll be like a no. Do you think he's got any of sort of oomph? Who wants to play as James? <laughs> like a ongoing nemesis. I think the thing. three of us should. Imagine the, imagine the four of us Megazord style. in a character yeah. select screen, right? Yeah. Who's picking James? Yeah. No one. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, I mean? that's fucking harsh, Dave. That's it's so, true, no, though, James. Cool. Come on. It's not true. It's I, I'd tr- pick me. Well, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> because you're not a sexy girl. And that's what you want to pick when you play games, James. <laughs> <laughs> we all know why you really like Fire Emblem. It's because of that one in the loading screen. Oh, God, yeah. I, the amount of times I try to get that character, it's insane. <laughs> I'll tell you what, my fa- I was disappointed like I didn't get my favourite character. In that. Who's your favourite character? There's a character, I'm probably pronouncing the name wrong. Sean, do you know from Awakenings, uh, Tharja? 
You know, you know that character. Oh yeah, 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 she's yeah, the yeah. Best. yeah. I she's my wife <laughs> in Awakening. Yeah, she, she was mine as well, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear the way he changed her? Yeah, she's the best. <laughs> she's so How do you pronounce she's, her name? She's, she's very in, interesting. She's yeah, very interesting. <laughs> She's also um, a character who wears basically no clothes. That's, that's not entirely there true. It's, there's clothes. It is, though, isn't it? <laughs> that's not okay, in, she's that's wearing not... like an all-body stocking. Why did you choose her then? Why, why did she become your wife? Um, because she was... It's entirely gameplay-related uh, gameplay reason. <laughs> yeah, come on straight, uh, Sean. Why did you yeah, choose her um... as your wife? <laughs> why didn't you choose Bastion? Um, <laughs> James, James was, uh, was going to say, oh, that's not entirely true, is it? Because in my modded version of the game, she's completely <laughs> fucking naked. <laughs> you can see uh, No, this, it does this weird thing, doesn't it, where like she basically, even before you... <laughs> build your relationship up with her she's like oh yeah like she's just in love with the main character and i was like all right that's as good a reason yeah, it's, that's, as that's any, why i did it as I well suppose. yes of course yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure sure james sexualizes yeah. characters in animal crossing <laughs> that's that's absolutely not true and it is a true you've told me before you've admitted it on the podcast before no, that the that's one that, nonsense yeah the mayor's um uh assistant you were going, oh, you, and you bought a photo and put it up in your house no no, no that was a Where different character life. but that was for different reasons yeah Mm. All right. Ow, Ow, Matt, on. you're the one who's got that picture of Ben that you keep by your desk. <laughs> I can literally see that right now. <laughs> I love that. I love that. James James has got a little, just a tiny wee bit of working uh, working class in him because he'll be t- chatting away like he normally does. And then when you really push him, he goes, hang on, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just that little drip of turnip seeping into him. Ooh, don't say that again. <laughs> Anyway, Boogaloo, Boogaloo says, after All last right, week's straight, Matt. Let's carry on. After last, week, that... after last week's remix, uh, could you remind us uh, all how you met Capone and why he ended up editing your shows? Oh, right. Okay. So uh, Capone used to send me emails when we first started Joypod way back in the day, um, criticizing the show minute by minute. He would give a rundown of every minute of the show and say where we went wrong. And at first I thought, who is this fucking dick? And then I was reading them and thinking they were really funny. And then out of the blue, he sent me a feature for the show, which was him basically being Peter Molyneux, where he would come out with an idea for a new computer game. And by the end of his little monologue of what this computer game was, he'd completely lost faith in it and didn't care about the game anymore. (laughs) And uh, we started playing them out. And the reaction was, if you put that guy on again, I'm going to stop listening to your show. But I didn't care. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. So we had him on every week after that. Uh, That's where we met him. I don't remember meeting him. When we, you met him for the first time, Matt, I'd already met him, right? Yeah. What? I think because he'd be in London, so I think that's probably where you, how you how you had met first. Uh, yeah, I can't remember my first meeting of Capone Adam. I just remember loving him the first time I met, him, like instantly, just really liking the bloke. Um, and then we used to go to Leeds quite a bit. The three of us used to hang out together, and it was just the best. I really miss him, Capone. If you're listening to this, I really miss you, mate. Like I hate the fact that you're in uh, Canada, but also respect you because that is that is that's some good. Uh, moving out of the wrong places <laughs> decisions you've made there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I miss having that guy about. 
Yeah, yeah, I really miss them too. I listened to some old uh, podcast after hearing the remix, and yeah, I, uh, I miss that guy. Just before we get into the next question, Sean's posted some pictures of this character <laughs> that James and himself have married or fantasized over. Right, okay. I, I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, what is what's oh going God. on here? My word. <laughs> Is this character in Fire? Is she in Fire Emblem Heroes? Yeah, yeah she is. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, she is. What? Yeah. What's her speciality? Because like dark I magic, man. Dark magic. I've yeah. enough. Can I just say as well, Sean has posted one photo in the group chat. Then he's posted mm. a second photo in the group chat, <laughs> and James has responded, "Fucking yes." <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Should we make this the last one? Um, yeah, we could do. Uh, John Denton says, um, kill a first free game on Switch with gold or whatever it's called. It can't be Mario World, Super Metroid or Titanfall 2. So this is this is the free game you'll get for one month to play. <laughs> Actually, this is yeah. one of the things I wanted to say that after Sean sort of cut me off. So why are you guys uh, thinking of, of a suggestion? I, I was thinking, so obviously right now what we believe is that they're going to offer a free game every month and from the language so far that's been used, it would appear that after that month ends, that game is no longer free and mm-hmm. there'll be another free game, so on and so forth. I was thinking, obviously, the initial, I think, in the initial thoughts about that is uh, that that's really poor compared to PS Plus, but what mm-hmm. if it's actually a really good thing in as much like the Hitman, um, yeah, in season one of Hitman, whereby there's just one game, everyone's hammering it, and the next month, everyone moves on to the next game, and it might that's actually build like, a really awesome online community, much like yeah, when, just like focus when Xbox, everyone a bit. And, there is yeah. that. Yeah, so like, and also, when the first Xbox Live games come out, you know, everyone was playing like Rainbow Six and then we all MotoGP, then Rainbow Six. Like, it felt like everyone was just gravitating from one game to the next. So, and, what games would be good for that? Well, also, apparently, they're going to have online as well. So, like, as in, like, multiplayer. Yeah. Well, this which is. Which would help. Yeah. Well, come on. So, we get so, to the question what game would be good for that? Well, I mean, my other one is be, you know, it'd be a SNES, ver- it'd be the SNES version of F Zero with online leaderboards. Yeah. Everyone hammering out for a month. Yeah. I, I, so. I reckon it could be a good thing if they were to do it that way and everyone just sucking at one game from up, hammered it, and moving on to the next. But that's just my point of view. Uh, I think mine would have to be Unirally. Oh, God, yeah, I love that game once now. Yeah. yeah, and it's just such an odd game and we've had nothing like it since. And yeah, that with online play would be fucking... Yeah, and, and again, if everyone's like, okay, it's Unirally this month and everyone's just hammering that one game, I reckon yeah, that could yeah. be it could actually be brilliant. Yeah. But see, I know, I know John said no Mario World, but I don't know, I'd kind of be happy with Mario All-Stars as in like all, you know like as a collection because there's not that much Mario stuff at launch and it'd be quite nice to have that yeah yeah Clay Fire <laughs> uh, Super Monkey Ball what uh, GameCube version did we we talk, we're talking NES or SNES <laughs> does that have to be well it just says, Nintendo, Nintendo fucking does yeah <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Mortal Kombat <laughs> without the blood, please. <laughs> Toasty. Come Am on, I going to read one? Because uh, that was the last one. Do or should I do another one? All right, I'll do a last one. This is Fine Excuses. He says, now that Michael Fox is returning to the UK, will he become a regular guest to take some heat off of James? No, no, he will not, no. Right. Why is he coming back here instead of going to Canada? Yeah, do you want to contact um, Theresa May about that? <laughs> Can you get her on that? Can you get us? No, I just, I just feel like it's out of the frying pan and into the fire. That's like, true. That's a good point. If you if you're going to up sticks, go somewhere that's not awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've no idea. Um, 
Right, okay, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening uh, and thank you for your continued res- uh, support. Um, please get in contact with the show. <laughs> Let us know what you think of this episode and if you disagree with anything we've said, get in touch with us. How do they do that, Matt? Uh, you can tweet us at Computer Game Pod on Twitter or email the Computer Game Show at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Uh, new episodes go up on our YouTube channel every week. Uh, be sure to go over there or to listen to the previous podcast to hear the Capone remix, which was brilliant. Yep. And um, thanks for living it. We'll see you next week for more hilarious computer game chat. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, bye. bye.